Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show produced by Household Stress. The talk show with the top-selling book and an app for your Android smartphones. We come your way every Tuesday night, but you can get more info about this show by visiting our website, householdstress.com. Listeners can listen to one of our live weekly talk shows by calling in or logging on to householdstress.com from your personal computer as an anonymous guest. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. So call into the hottest talk show in the world. Now, we have a couple of rules, and they are absolutely no profanity and no politics, and more importantly, no racial stuff. This show is apolitical and race-neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And furthermore, fellas, this ain't Bible study. We want you to just be able to come to our show as a man, and that is it. The Married Men on Talk Show always presents the hottest topics for discussion, and tonight is no different. Tonight's topic is the missing mom. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your moderator for the evening. This is a fluid conversation, so if you do have something to say, please feel free to do so. Or if you just prefer to listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please find your mute button right now and kindly put your phone on mute if you're going to be in listen-only mode. All right, with all that said, let's get started. Three weeks ago, I don't know if y'all saw it, but I saw it. There was a story in the news about an Alaskan woman who was recently found alive after disappearing 52 years ago. She was presumed to be dead. Lucy Ann Johnson was originally reported missing in 1965, four years after she was last seen by a neighbor. Police treated Lucy's disappearance as a homicide, and her late husband Marvin was considered a suspect but he was never charged. When Canadian police were told in 1965 that Lucy had been missing for four years, investigators again treated her disappearance as a murder. Marvin was hauled in for questioning, and officers excavated the backyard of the home they shared with their young daughter, Linda. He was initially considered a suspect because he did not immediately inform police that she was missing. Marvin died of natural causes in the late 90s. But in June of this year, the Royal Canadian Police highlighted the cold case in a news release, and her daughter Linda purchased an ad in a newspaper and began investigating possible leads on the Internet. The police received a phone call from another woman in the Yukon who claimed that she had seen the picture of the missing person and said the missing person they were looking for was actually her mother. A police spokesman said that Linda was able to connect with this half-sister who she didn't know existed and eventually discovered that her now 77-year-old mother had been living in the Yukon with another family. She has since learned she has newfound half-siblings, three brothers to be exact. Linda was only seven or eight at the time her mother vanished, and she thought her mother was dead. Lucy said this, and I quote, I'm still in shock. I thought she was dead because there's been no contact, nothing. I have a lot of questions, and they're all wise. I just hope I can be part of her life. I'll just give her a big hug and hope the words come easy, end quote. So what do y'all think about this story, fellas? 
bullcrap. Missing for 52 years, resurfaces, her mother had been living with another family, had, had basically had another family. What do y'all think about this little story here to get started? I don't like she went AWOL. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she just she just was like, I don't want to be in this situation no more and just, you know, completely severed her, you know, communications. I mean, you're an adult. You got kids. Uh, you know, how are you going to do that? Well, it, it, it says, and I hate to jump off the top rope with it right away, fellas, but I'm going to tell you what it is. Well, what the words say about this kind of thing. It's only three things that the world can't stand under, and that's a barren womb, a king that used to be a slave, that's talking about our president, Barack Obama, who can't stand up under that. And on that same level, they put a scorned woman. Now, as I've always said before, and everybody always go against me when I say this, but when a woman is... Mad. She don't do something for nothing. She don't do something because she was caused to do it. Something had to bring this woman to this point that she just want to leave this particular situation and drop off the face of the, the earth and go into and put herself in another particular situation. So something had to happen to make that event happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all don't think... Her kids were bad. You know, she had bad kids. <laughs> well, she only had one. Y'all know what the deal is. Yeah, she only had one, and, and although, yeah, although Linda missed out on many years with her mother, you know, she said that she actually doesn't hold a grudge. Yeah, she said that now. She don't hold a grudge because she knows she was bad. <laughs> but that that's usually the man that leaves. Hey, listen, Mama don't give up on her child. Unless she just done washed her hands, you done you done did so much to her that she just washed her hands against you. Man, what can you do at years old, dude? Yeah. You can't you can't you can't do too much. That's just like saying I'm leaving because this six month old baby won't stop crying. Yeah. So you can't put that. I don't think you put that on the same level. Yeah. And would it, hey, Rodney, would, it, would, it the, would it have the same attention if it was a man that did that? Right. That's normal right there. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, hey Rodney, is there any more to this story? Maybe. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so far, what you've given has made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm waiting. Maybe maybe we'll get it at the 10 o'clock hour. Maybe we'll get it. <laughs> Mr. Maybe. Peace, right maybe. now, right now, you, you ain't, I, I, you know, this this makes no sense to me. So it's more to it. So, yeah. Okay. We'll find out if she was scorned or not. Well, there's got to be more to it. There's, there's no way Rodney can just put just this out there and think this is going to ride. Right. <laughs> no way. But what if this well, was your wife's mom that was missing? How do you wife, think it would affect your marriage if this was your wife's mom that was missing and then all of a sudden resurfaced? Do you think that would have any effect on your marriage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definite. Yeah. Yeah, because no, a lot sure. of times when something like that happened, the kid often take it and say that it's my fault that my mom left or it's my fault that my dad cheated on my mom or it's my fault that they're getting a divorce. You know, they kind of blame themselves a lot. Yeah. 
whatever situation. You know, that's my kid. My two kids blame themselves for me and their moms getting a divorce. Good words. Anybody else? So although if you explained to them that it had nothing to do with them, they still feel like they were part or they contributed to you to getting a divorce? Yeah, they they did. They they felt like it was it was because they didn't tell me something and I found out later um about their mom talking to another man or mm-hmm. they were going back and forth and saying, Well, this is what I saw mom doing, you know, and they thought that was the issue and I'm like, Nah, that's not it but you know, they blame themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. Had to go do some counseling that you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But is anybody's wife's mom is anybody's wife's mom missing simply because she died from natural causes way before you came onto the scene? Does anybody have well, that situation where mom is missing because she died? Go ahead, Ike. Well, you know my situation. You know, uh, my wife's mother was taken out by her husband, my wife's father. Hmm. He did it. He looked at her and said, "You know, I did this because of you, mm. and I should take you out too." You serious, right? Like? Yeah. Your 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 now wife. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So and how did it how did it affect her not having a mother when it came to your relationship? Um, it was. It well not was it is pretty interesting because you know my mother I have both my mother and father mm-hmm. so sometimes you know it's it's a little different but uh, for the most part you know my mom and dad and my whole family they embrace my wife as part of the family so you know but in the beginning it it was a little it was a little different you know what I'm saying it, it, it was definitely an impact. Did anyone assume the role of a mother to her? her yes, yeah, some, some, yeah. Her aunt tried to, but it, you know, it wasn't, you know, no, definite. Trying to, it, it, it could. I just say this: her aunt could have did a better job, in my opinion. Okay. It's always the person who's who's taking over can't be number one because you you won't you probably only the opinion of your wife or what happened in that household growing up. But you know, you know my my kids don't have the best to say about my wife, their, their stepmom. But it ain't it ain't what they say and how they see it. You know, it's always my mom, my real natural mom could could have did a better job. You know. Well, I was just you know, if it was me, from what I, what I'm dealing with, I would just tell you kids be glad they ain't even talk to their mom. No, they down there with their mama now. <laughs> They no, and, and what I'm saying is that their mom is still here. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. It, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is is anybody married to a woman where you know maybe her mother is alive, but the mother daughter bond is is just not that strong for whatever reason? Anybody have that situation where the mother daughter mm-hmm. bond is not? Yeah. Go ahead. I, yeah, when in in my uh, wife's situation, she was basically raised by her father. Her mom and dad separated, and you know her mom made a decision because of that separation that she kind of wanted to do some things 
independent of her children. She was in their life, but not like a mother. But as they've gotten older, that has been reestablished as far as that relationship. Um, now, I think, you know, in the first scenario, I couldn't necessarily relate to because her mother was there. She just wasn't a what we would consider a mom that you grow up with, you know, your day-to-day activities, so on and so forth. It was almost like the roles were reversed. Her father raised her, and her mom was that person that was kind of like the, you know, the in-and-out type of a thing where, you know, she would see her, you know, for visits, you know, summer break, things of that nature. So it was a, it was a, little, it was a different dynamic because, I, you know, me being raised by both parents, I can't necessarily relate to that. Um, now, whether it has affected her or not, I mean, I think, you know, two things. She had a younger brother and sister that more looked at her like a mother because her mother wasn't there where she took on the responsibility of, you know, raising and caring and, and rearing them. Um, you know, what it did is it made her mature faster because of it. Wait a minute, wait, so, wait, wait. The, the lady I was with, they, you know, I, I was set with her for about two, three hours, right, Mike? Yeah, this is Mike. But uh, you know I sat with her for about two or three hours a day, right? Sat with who? Your, your mother-in-law. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was over there. Matt was over there. Your, your son was over there, and I sat with her, talking to her about two or three hours. She never... Mm. Yeah, you're not gonna, that's not... I mean, you know, that's not something you're going to advertise. You're not going to advertise that, but yeah. Well, they, we talked about everything else. Yeah. Well, next is we ain't talk about sex, but we talked about everything. Else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's a she's a talker now. Yeah, she loves to talk. But but you she know, didn't that, mention that. that. No, that that was just you know that was just a decision. I mean, things didn't work out between you know uh, Melissa's father and her mother, and you know I understand you know uh, the separations or divorce that take place. But what was different in their particular case is you know the father basically raised them. And but you normally know. Well, why is that normal when, well, when I'm, fathers? I'm, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying. From a situation, if you look at society, most of the time when separation takes place, the kids go with the mom. Right. 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 Okay. In this particular case, the kids were with the father, and and the, and the father basically raised them. But why? I hope I'm not taking it over one of Rodney's questions. But why is it mm-hmm. abnormal? Father, father, well, I'm, I'm, and why I'm, does I'm, society uh, look well, at I the mean, father as being a uh, like? I, as I got custody of my kids, if I put them in mm-hmm. karate, ballet, football, mm-hmm. basketball, whatever I got to put them in, I got mm-hmm. to show social security, uh, mm-hmm. birth certificates. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to show all proof. I got to show mm-hmm. court, court papers and everything. When I rolled them in school, mm-hmm. I have to show all of these things mm-hmm. to prove that. I'm their father, I have custody, and I'm allowed to do this through a court system. Vice, mm-hmm. the mom, if she just walk up to them and say, hey, I'm the mom, these are my children, enroll them in mm-hmm. school, they won't ask for any identification whatsoever. That's society. That's all it is. That's that's society. Yeah. That's following the divorce usually get custody to. Yeah. That's the only way that I can say that. And in, in most cases, in a court, if it had to be a decision, if it was up to the court, unless the mother is either deemed unfit 
or uh, you know uh, uh, some kind of hazard to the kid, you know something along those lines, which is not most of the time, you know that that's that's you know and you know I don't know the the, the full story. The decision was made that you know he would raise he he decided I'm going to raise the kid. He raised them. He always allowed her to have a relationship with him, um, and. You know, it wasn't what you would call a normal mother relationship. It was more like, a, you know, during the summers, um, you know, holidays type of a type of relationship. So, I mean, if you look at society and tradition, it's different than what you would normally see. Normally, the man plays that role. Now, saying whether that's right or wrong, no, I'm not saying it. I'm just speaking for it, speaking to it for what it is. So, but do you, you know, think we live in? Uh you know, such a misogynistic society that looks down on, you know, women who go that route because maybe we're taught Not, that. Yes, they do. Know, yes, they do. Yes, sir. They look down. They they, they, they they do look down because, you know, that mother instinct is so innate. And, you know, for someone to just, to just do that, yeah, society will look at them a lot differently. Where the man asking. does it, it's more like, oh well, such a large majority of them doing it, we become desensitized, desensitized to it. But at the yeah. same time, you know, if you if a man got their kids, when mm-hmm. I had my kids, when I was, uh, you know, single for a uh, divorce from their mom and just single for a minute, it was like a magnet, you know. You got your kids. Oh, how you doing? You're so cute. Where's your mommy? <laughs> Hey, it ain't no mommy. That's how I met my wife. <laughs> Where's your mommy? Mommy ain't around, you know. Who's phone ringing? Somebody. Did anybody else hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that somebody trying to call in? Yeah, I think I got it. Sorry okay. about that, fellas. But, um, you know, if a woman is in this situation, do you think that she'd offer, you know, up this info immediately or be a little hesitant to tell people that? Definitely be hesitant. Man, <laughs> I, sat with, yeah. I sat with Mike's mother-in-law for two hours, three hours a day. She did not offer up anything. She was saying, no. she was saying all kind of stuff about how they grew up. She yeah. was saying how she got the, you know, the the cancer thing and how she came into remission. She's talking about, I was talking about my court case and, you know, yeah. but talking about wow. chili and beans and I'm, I mean, just talking about Matt, Matt. We talked about everything, but she never <laughs> once said anything about her. She said she lived in sin for a long time and how the guy cheated on her, and and she finally let him go. But she didn't say anything about their childhood. No. That's why I'm well, shocked because she was just so that's open. Gonna, but but that's just that's going to change your impression of her. So she's wow. not going to talk about that. Yeah, because women who choose this route actually get a lot of flat. You know, oh, one yeah. oh, one gave mom. It ad- yeah, one mom admitted that she gets death threats. You know, for for giving up her kids. People telling her that she's evil, that she's garbage, and get this. Mm-hmm which is probably not a surprise to my brother Ike, but some women don't even want to associate with mothers who choose this 
really want to mm. be associated with them. They don't want to be friends with them. Mm. Do, you, do y'all think? Do y'all think this judgment is fair? You know, for no, it's not. and again, oh, like brother, definitely, you don't it's, know not, it's not fair. No, it's it's not fair. But you know, you you also got to look at it. You know, there's a lot of uh, you know stereotypes and stigma that's attached to you know when women go against that grain or when they do something outside of their quote unquote you know role, so to speak. And it's a double standard because if a man did it, it's like you know. So many men just kind of be like, okay, I'm out. Or they come in, make the baby, and like, okay, I can't handle it. Or, you know, it's not my baby. Or, you know, I gave you the money to have the abortion or whatever, what have you. And, you know, you didn't do it, so now it's on you. You know, that's that's been our M- the, the men's MO for, 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 you know, for years. So my, it, my, it, it, my, my wife, my wife now, my current wife, she raised her kids to a point till she couldn't teach them until they became rebelling. And the reason why you have to have a man and a woman in the house is because the woman does the nourishing part. And even in the Bible days, them kids was following their daddy right after they was weaned from their mom's breast. So the dad taught them everything. Well, if you do it in today's society and the mom and the dad ain't together, like in my wife's case, she, you know, she couldn't teach her son how to be a, a, a husband, and he became trying to be the alpha dog in her house. So she said, "Okay, go live with your dad." Her her daughter, on the other hand, you know, she became, you know, okay, you're a woman, I'm a woman. Okay, let your dad handle you. Go live with your dad. Now, even though they stayed a portion of their life with her and a portion of their life with their dad, my family or my mom, I want to say my mom, found that out. And being a Southern woman, she's like, you know, every time she get mad with my wife, the first bullet she punch out of the gun is, well, how you think you can raise my grandkids if you didn't even raise your kids? Mm. And that's the first that's the first knife she pull out. And my wife was like, she has to explain this all over again because now she feel embarrassed that my mom said that, and the people that's listening around. Think, huh? You gave up your kids? What? What's going on with you? What kind of woman are you? And my <laughs> wife have to go into this explanation of, look, they was a certain age, da 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 da. I'm tired of you throwing this in my face, Miss Carter. You need to chill. You need, and they get into it a little bit. But you know, even though my mom knows better, she just throws that big that that's a heavy rock that a woman got to carry. It's like a ball and chain around their neck when somebody says that to them or they be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever wow. tell your mom to stop saying that? Oh, yeah, I get on my mom. Man. I, oh, I get on and She just said, I'm just saying, i just saying, you know, you got custody of your kids and she got to raise them. What is she going to do when they do that? I was like, first of all, mom, that ain't really none of your business there between me and her. That's between me and old lady. That's you it know. right there. Yep. But you're just trying to be rude to, to kind of put her on front street because so many people done complimented her on how well she does with A, B, C, or D. And you're trying to throw salt in the game by saying, oh, she didn't raise her kids, though. She didn't do that with her own kids. And I'm like, 
then we had to go into that's why we raising our grandson. That's why we doing this. That, and it's not the reason why she didn't raise these kids that we're doing that. But she is a good parent, and she was a good parent to her kids, and she's going to continue to do that. But when the woman don't have help, I'm going to tell you, it's very hard. If you ain't going to hold your body out, it's very hard to raise kids two jobs and not have them in no kind of system under no, uh, uh, you know, welfare, and you ain't collecting none of that, and you ain't prostituting. You know, it's kind of hard to do everything and, and, mm-hmm. and bring that money in the right way without somebody throwing rocks at you saying that you're not doing something or you always at work, you ain't never with your kids, right. you know. So, hmm. let me Let me tell you all a little story about Rebecca, 30-year-old Rebecca from New York. Now, Rebecca's 11-year-old son, Oscar, lives with his dad 3,000 miles away in California. Rebecca was just 17, young, having fun, living on her own when she hooked up with Oscar's dad, who was then a 23-year-old cook, you know, who cooked in the restaurant where she was waiting tables. He was actually the first man that she had ever slept with. The pregnancy surprised them both, but they quickly agreed to keep the baby. He said they should get married. She said, okay. After they got married, their profound differences chiseled away at their relationship, and they eventually divorced. He preferred to stay put in California with their child while her career took her to New York. Now, on this show three weeks ago, we talked about the secret child. Rebecca tells virtually no one about her failed marriage and her 11-year-old son. Rebecca craved freedom. She thought if Oscar was living with his father, she would be free to do what she wanted to do. And after much agonizing, Rebecca finally agreed to give Oscar's father physical custody, custody and she moved across the country. What do y'all think about Rebecca, fellas? She was young, just having fun, hooked up with the dude she was working with, pregnant, get married, get divorced, and then she's like, you can have it. That's an embarrassing moment for a woman, man. Yeah. And that that I and and I can't say that I blame her, but when you're 17 years old, first of all, that's statutory rape. You know, you 23 and she's 17. Mm-hmm. And I think all across the East Coast, I believe that's statutory rape. Mm-hmm. But when you marry somebody, and all of that happened, you talking about being uh, a manipulator you know a lot of older guys marry or get with younger girls because they can manipulate them in certain things and and, and when that happens it, it, the control takes over and once the control take over then you kind of like one of the, the women out of fear they kind of okay whatever you want just don't do this just don't do that don't beat me don't don't do this or, you know just let me be just leave me alone and whatever to get the man off of them you know, then that's what they're going to do because it goes into a survival mode at that time. And if he got the kid and he's taking care of the kid and everything is good, then, you know, ain't no sense in saying nothing about it because the child ain't in my life. And I can actually understand that. Is it wrong or right? No, it's not. It's not. It's a survival tactic. And and, 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 I, and you can't blame people for kicking in survival mode, especially but, if you but, can't do nothing about it. Do you think that but what about just... the? Go ahead. But what about that child, though? I mean, it's one thing to divorce 
She didn't say they didn't communicate. She didn't say they didn't. The children, you right, Rodney? You didn't say that she didn't communicate with her kid no more. Yeah, I mean, basically, she struggles to maintain a presence in in her son's life because she's her son's in California, she's in New York, and she also mentioned that she's been fighting her son's school just to be listed as one of the emergency contacts, which she's entitled to under their joint custody deal. And each year she has to beg and plead with the new set of teachers, you know, each fall to to send her updates of her son's academic progress. Wait, say that. Say, say, I'm sorry. What, what, what was that again? She, she has she did to what? plead with the new teachers each fall just to send her updates of her son's grades. So she, but, so she is a part of, or she trying, she wants to be a part of the boy's life. Absolutely. Okay, so that's it's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, no. That's what I was saying. So she basically not telling the new people that she meet. Hey, I got a son seven thousand miles away. I got a, I got a. I used to be married, and if you tell them that, hey, you got custody of my son, you got to basically women got so much to explain once they in that hot seat. Mm. <laughs> they got they they feel like they got to explain from A to Z. Why they they don't got their kid? I know when I met with my wife, her kids was sixteen and fourteen, and they wasn't with her. And I was like, um, "So what? Where your kids at? You know, you said I heard you say you got two kids before, but that was six months ago, and I haven't seen them yet. You know, and I'm telling you, we spent the last five hours talking about what happened." Wow. And I was like, I didn't even ask you all that. I just, are they with their daddy? Okay, that's all you had to say. (laughs) (laughs) But do do people just automatically assume that if you're not the custodial parent that you won't be as involved? Do people just assume that? It's, it's, from my experience, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the way a woman, well, I ain't going to say a woman. I'm going to say the woman that I was involved with, my kid's mom. If she didn't have them, out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to pay child support. I don't want to call them. I don't want to talk to them. I got an attitude. I hate him. I hate your wife. I hate your daddy. I hate your whole family because y'all did this to me, got me out here looking like I'm some kind of deadbeat mom. So they just kind of dropped the ball and say, I don't want to have nothing to do with none of it. That's been my experience by having custody of my kids for the last 15 years. So do y'all think that this non-custodial mother stuff is a growing trend in the United States? I think it's something that's becoming more and more closer to the norm. Well, the most of the more the more these women turning gay. I mean, I don't even want to get on that subject, but those are the ones that don't care. You know, it's like okay, well, you can have them. You know. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, because you got to look at that too. Yeah, and an estimated two point four million mothers today are non-custodial. So this is healthy number. You know, not not as many as the fathers, but you know, we'll get to that. But you know, Mike says yeah. something interesting um, about Oscar. 
Rebecca's son. How, how do y'all think little Oscar feels about his mother's custody decision? How do you think he feels what, about it? Whatever his daddy telling him, that's what he feels. Well, and I was about to say, I mean, sometimes it, it's definitely how the adults handle the situation and how um, their perception of it is transferred to the child. Mm-hmm. In my scenario, my daughter is biologically not mine. When I married her mother, I, I never saw them. I didn't see them as two separate people. By her biological father had a relationship initially up until a certain point, and then he just stopped. It was on his own. It wasn't anything that transpired that caused that to happen as far as his, um, her mother or myself. We never said anything negative about him to her. Uh, you know, we encouraged her to, you know, call on Father's Day call on holiday, you know, um, you know, those type of things so that she understood that there was a relationship that needs to be there. Now, because of that, it was much uh, a much healthier situation when it came to how we dealt with it and how we, you know, displayed our, you know, respect for him, although he wasn't there because, you know, he is her father. I'm not trying to take that role. Um, did he stop talking my, to her? Did he stop that after, like, shortly after you got in Missy's life? Or it was probably about after about I want to say probably about maybe four or five years into um, the our you know our you know relationship then into marriage because I knew my wife broke quite some time before we actually got married. Because um, a lot of times I, I believe that, and I might be wrong, but mm-hmm. intimidation sets in when it, when a guy see another guy stepping in where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And well, then, you know, it, we we uh, initially, you know, it was fine until she started calling me dad. And I think that was one of the things that right. started bothering him initially because mm-hmm. when she would go see him, she would call me dad, and she's talking to her dad. Okay, so that was a little, right. you know. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, when we got back together to pick her up, you know, I said, well, let me talk to you a few minutes. Let me, you know, kind of smooth this over and just kind of have a man-to-man conversation. I said, look, I'm not trying to take this place. If she feels comfortable enough to call me that, it's based on how I'm treating her, you know, my relationship with her. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, kick you to the side and or, you know, we don't say anything negative about you. You know, you're always welcome. We've invited, you know, him, you know, anytime. But look, but look at look at look at look at his his point of view of it. His point of I view. I understand. Is, I understand his point of view of it because another, uh, you know, your daughter is calling another man dad, and I'm right. dad. I definitely understand that. Yeah. I definitely understand that, but there was so much more that he could have been doing. No, it knocks him out of the box. It, it right. kind of to him, it knocks him out of the box. It was like, hey, yo, I, it ain't nothing else I can do. I know it right. knocked my, I know it knocked my kid's mom out of the box, or she felt that it did mm-hmm. when she heard mm-hmm. them calling another mom, another woman mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. It was like my, then then the claws come out. My mm-hmm. butt split for you. You ain't you better than I mean it was chaos after that. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. chaos. But see, dudes, we keep it we keep it down. We don't say too much. We're not mm-hmm. going to let nobody else know that we can really act a fool. We don't want nobody else to see that side of us because we got so much pride that we want to act like it don't bother us. When it, right. when a woman she's so emotional, she can't help bust the cut, but to cut somebody out. Right. Yeah, and Re- and Rebecca has actually never discussed her custody decision with her son Oscar. She said he's still a bit too young. And How old she you? also eleven. Said he's eleven. Yeah, eleven. No. no, he's not too young at no eleven. No. Yeah, and she also said that this unorthodox setup has actually helped to create a sensitive, open minded child. What do y'all think about that? What does that mean? He gay? No. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? Sensitive, open minded. I don't get that. That means that means the boy, you 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 allowing your boy. You know, we toughen our boys up, not to show too much expression, because that that makes you look weak. Uh-huh. So so now he's saying that you know he, he's showing his emotions. He cries. He does all those things that we try not to tell our boys to do because it shows a sign of weakness. So is he showing more of that or less of that? Um, I'm assuming that if he's doing that, he's showing more. So he's crying more, and he's more a lot more of a crybaby. You ain't gonna say crybaby, but a lot more emotional than he he would normally would if he was there. Yeah, and he he he's more to you know he's more determined to express his feelings. Oh, okay, okay. So in, in other words, he might be gay when he turned like 15. <laughs> Oh come on, <laughs> come on, Darren. No, I'm just uh, when when you talking about emotions and all of that crying stuff, and you talking about I'm opening my feelings. The words that you use, Rodney, is not the same thing that P Town just said. Can, can right. you say that one more time? It, it opened up his what? She said emotions. that is the unorthodox setup created a sensitive, open-minded child. That's what she said. I don't know what that means. That's all she said. That's what she said. Open-minded. Let's, let's, let's break them down then. Open-minded means what? All I know is emotions. Be able to... Because you're a definition type person, Rodney. Did you look up the, this term that she used? Absolutely. And hold that thought. Okay. Hold that thought. Because I... Hold that thought. Because I want to explain that later on. Okay. Um, But Rebecca lives 3,000 miles from her son. Mm -hmm. She probably never get to see... Is she still a waitress? No, she's in another career field. That's what took her to New York. But do y'all think it makes a difference if she lives three miles, 30 miles, or three million miles away, does it make a difference? Oh yeah, yeah. A difference whether she's going to be a mother or not. Yeah, a difference in what respect. A difference in the relationship that she has with the child. Yes, it does. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot mother a child from three thousand miles away. Yeah. Mm. You can be the child's mother, but you cannot mother a child from three thousand miles away. Yeah. Mm. There's a difference between mothering and being a mother. Right. So is is motherhood one of these, like, most sacred things in our society or something? 
Would y'all say that? Is that safe to say that motherhood is one of the most sacred things in our society? You know, I, I actually thought that that was built into every woman when she had a child. She 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 just took on the, the role of, of a mother, and um, that's just not the case. I mean, some of them just drop in the field and keep on rolling. But the instincts of a mother is, you know, a lot of times they expect or society expect them to automatically be this uh, uh, knight in shining armor for their child. And then you got so many mothers that say, I'll kill anybody for my kid or I'll die for my child. And, and you got that persona. So when that doesn't happen, then since the rest of the society feels that way already, if that doesn't happen to a, from a mother's to a child perspective, then that mother then is looked down on because she wasn't there. She considered not being there for her child. So yeah. she'd rather not or take herself out of the equation altogether if she can't be that to her child. Yep. That's exactly what my what my first wife did. Yeah, That's but exactly yeah. what she did. She, she was like, well, since I can't be there, I don't want any parts of it. And I couldn't understand. I thought... I thought every woman was born with that. By the way, man, I'm so glad I could get in. Yeah, the word. <laughs> I'm, I'm yes, sitting man. down here with three women. Man, I needed, I needed, <laughs> I mean, I was getting killed with this damn estrogen, man. But I want to get talk about this. Yeah, I want to talk about this, this whole defense of, of I want to, you know, ask it a different way because. Is it possible that this whole defense of the, the, the sacredness of motherhood, is it basically just a nice way of saying that women belong at home with the kids? No. You know, belong with the kids. Uh, no, no. No, it's about but, choices, honestly. It, it's about choices. I mean, whatever you, you want, know, honey. Just, you, just because you you have a child doesn't mean that you're a mother. Just like a man, just because he, you know, he lays with a woman and, 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 and has a child, that make him a father. Right. So it's a choice that they make. And, and and I can give you an example. When we were, you know, when when my wife and I got married and, you know, we were going through the whole name change thing and my daughter has her, her father's name and she said, But he's not gonna you know, he's not gonna sign off on you, you know, you know, having, you know, legal guardianship over, you know, his daughter and he said, and, you know, if something happened to me, you know, more than likely she's gonna go with her father who was living in Michigan at the time. So she said, so what are you going to do? And I said, well, Michigan is going to have two new residents. I said, because I'm going where she's going. Right. But that was my decision, though. That was based on my relationship with my daughter. And although she would have been with her father, I wasn't going to be far enough away, so far away that I couldn't still have a relationship with her because that's how I saw her. Now, because right. the circumstances changed doesn't mean that my relationship changed, but that was a decision that I was going to make. Now, not everybody feels that way. They have the either the out-of-state, out-of-mind perspective or I don't want that kind of responsibility perspective or I want to follow my career versus my, you know, my child. That's just a decision that adults make when it comes to their children. And some of them look at it, well, this is a part of that bad relationship and I don't want to have anything to do with any of it. So it's just their mindset or what their psyche is when it comes to making a decision about this. What's Danny's last name? I'm sorry? What's your daughter's last name? Hopper. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. You know, society as a whole thinks that women are are born or, or have that built in. 
that no, they no 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 and I, I experienced it's, the death two different times I experienced that ain't the truth yeah that's a choice I mean that you is, know we we, we see a man walk away not that it's right we go yeah well you know that's a dude you know he just no that's again it's a choice yeah, but 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 for society as a whole, we kind we kind of think it odd that a woman could walk away from her kid. I have to agree. I, at one at one point in time, I thought before I know it's a choice. I always thought I'm like that's the kid's mama. She ain't gonna let him, you know. Yeah, that was just my mentality, you know, because I'm because right. the first thing I think of is my mom. Oh, right. man, my mom wouldn't let me. Bingo. You know, she gonna, if anybody, Bingo. if anybody gonna, you know, hold it down to the end, it's gonna be my mom. <laughs> exactly. oh, my dad may mom, give up mom. on me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's mom. how I, I take every other body, everybody else's mama. That, yeah, but nah, see, man, yeah, my, 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 my kid's mother walked away and, mm -hmm. and, and basically, you know, said, well, you know, you know, you got custody and, 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 you know, you know, uh, they don't need me now because you moved on, and and I just mm -hmm. I I just couldn't grasp that. I, but mm -hmm. I, I just you know I I just I just assumed that every woman had that built into them, and it, that, mm -hmm. it's not that way. Some of them choose. No, nope, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But y'all talk about you know, some of them. Like I said, they, you know they're working in the field. They drop one and keep on rolling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, y'all are talking about choices, and wouldn't wouldn't feminists celebrate the idea of the mother? Giving up custody. Yep. <laughs> Freedom. They don't have to wear no bra, don't have no care to get no kid. They just drop and roll. Right. Yes. Right. And, and I, well, mean, I mean, you know, really, you know, but it, but it also stems from their upbringing because a lot of times when that happens, it's because that's how they were treated. So they become a creature of their their history. They re, they repeat what's happened to them. That's how mm -hmm. they can kind of step away from the situation, and and it's okay. You know, because the same thing was done with them. So it's also looking at their upbringing as well. The other side of the coin, too, for a lot of women, you know, I think Darren said it earlier, a woman scorn, hey, a lot of the times they go to, they go completely left. They're like, not only mm -hmm. do I have nothing to do with the man, I don't want to have nothing to do with the kids. I have one of them, too, man. I'm going to tell you so, what, I, it just shocked me. You know, I'm like the And, and she just kids, pushed the though. button and walked away. And huh? and the kids that she had raised since, since they were five years old, she just walked away from. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I don't understand. I still don't understand that. And and but you know, I, you know, you just you know, society teaches us that women don't do that, but that's not true. Well, Andrew, is there any yeah. dialogue about mothers who decide to take this approach? I mean, are people even talking about this stuff other than us? Tonight? No, because but. it's a taboo, man. It's it's like. It's yeah, not even it's, talked about, you know. It's, they it's like they won't even. You won't even know. You won't even know because it's not one of those things that they were going to. They're going to bring up. You can. No, there's no woman in the world that's going to talk to her friends at the hairdresser about how she walked away from her kids. That's because, the same conversation. Because, that's nope. a, it's, it, it, that conversation is so sacred. It's the same as a man going into a barbershop talking about how impotent he is. Yep. That's how serious <laughs> that conversation in their in their world. It's how serious that conversation is. It's because it takes away their womanhood. Right. Being you know, right. just like a man that, you know, that, that you know, he's looking up and his boy's looking down. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's, that, that question is manhood. Right. Right. Or their perception or the people's perception of who they right. are is going to change if they say that. No. That's right. 
And uh, I mean, that's just amazing. I, to me, I see it happen where, where you know, where it happened, and I just, it, it just, it was hard for me to grasp. I couldn't imagine. You know, I mean, because for me to walk away from my kids, you might as well cut my arms off. Oh, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and I, I mean, you just figure a woman would have even more of an attachment. Well, yes, ain't that way, man. Some of them just push a button, and I don't know what's inside them that can do that. That, you know, I'm gonna tell you what. With my divorce, I just cannot even understand. I that's the one thing I couldn't understand how you can push a button. And walk away from well, grace. Well, Andrew, Andrew, the way they can do that. Have you read my book yet, Andrew? <laughs> Not yet, man. Okay, listen. So I'm down so, in the I'm down in uh, the Exumas right now. I'm gonna read it this week. Okay, good. I'm okay, so glad well, I could get him in. I'm surrounded by all these damn women, man. I had to get out, and I said, I hope <laughs> I can get on this phone call from down here. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> like when, you, when, you we a, when you take a woman and you look at her history, mm-hmm. and you look at how her mother treated her and how the women were in their family, then that makes it easier for them to go that route. Mm -hmm. Okay, but all the other women that really want to do that because they don't don't want nobody to know that they're willing to give up their kids, so they put up this fight or this persona that they will fight for their kids to the death. But in that deep down inside, they'll say, I don't really want to, I don't really want to let go of my kids. I don't want nobody else to see that I'm willing to do this. But really, Mm -hmm. deep down inside, I I really want to give them up. So they put up up this show. They put on this show, like they 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 like my like my 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 grandson's mother. She puts this show on like she want her kid, but she won't even go down to the courthouse just to get him. So we got to go to court this Friday for a custody hearing because we had to take it to the next step. And she's like, "Well, I'm not coming." Well, why not? We taking your son. What do you mean you're not coming? Because it's been so much time that done passed that. You know, you 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 will feel embarrassed to go up in the courtroom and say, "I want my son back." After you didn't go fight for him after we took custody of him the first time or temporary custody. I mean, you had four years and you haven't even showed up to a court. So it's like the embarrassment. And of, I think you hit, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. The embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yep. I know the longer that my kid's mother stayed away, the harder it was for her to even make a phone call. Yep, that's right. That's because right. the kids get to the point that they understand what's going on. That's when it's really hard for them. Because it's not you saying anything to her. It's yeah. the kids saying and them saying so so you. But, but you know what the hard part you about it? You know, you know what their response is going to be? Their response is going to be, it's their fault. Mm-hmm. From the kids' well, I'm going to tell you what. I got the response uh, from my son. It was my fault. Mm. Okay? It was my fault. Uh, because, you know, uh, I wasn't letting him be with her. You know, now my daughter, I mean, she she would always play favorites, and she would, you know, baby up, uh, you know, my son. And my daughter, because um, they used to go up to be with her for the summers, and they stayed with me. You know, I had custodial custody. They would stay with me throughout the school year. Well, she couldn't take care of herself. She wasn't going to be able to take care of the kids, you know. But why and, did your uh, son, why did your son... It was something she put in your son's head to make it think. exactly okay. So it, it, so that's what I'm saying. They were saying the mom would say it's your father's fault. Yes, that was right. I, I right. was the bad guy. Right. I was the one that was doing all this. Right. right. You know. And, and as a matter of fact, when he got into third grade, I had to let him go stay with her. Okay, because I said, well, she does this and this and this, you know, you can stay. And she did those things, so I had to let him stay. And halfway through the year, she still couldn't take care of him. 
you know, and, you know, I had to go get them because I mean, you know, it just, it, I mean, she, you know, mm-hmm. some women are just not capable of taking care of kids. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing about it, when a woman gets into a, a lifestyle without kids, it's it's hard to change over. Uh, from one lifestyle to another lifestyle when at first you can go and have two or three jobs or you can go do whatever you want to do with your boyfriends or date or go out with your friends and then all of a sudden you got to go from single life to 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 motherhood now you got to get a, almost a whole new set of friends or find mm-hmm. a babysitter or you got to do all these things you didn't have to worry about when that child wasn't there this well, last week my my this last week my son told me he turned 18 in July 10th and about a couple of weeks ago, he said, well, I want to stay down here in Georgia with mom. You know, this is what I want to do for my 18th year, my last year in high school. I think I want to go to high school down here in Atlanta. You know, it's fun down here. It's this down here and it's that down here. I said, okay, you're 18. You can stay. He was like, what? You're going to let me stay? Yeah, you're 18. You can stay. But don't come back. It's not a revolving door. And the same things you got from her. You know, you're going to get from me absolutely goose eggs. You're going to get goose eggs from me whenever you call and ask for something. So so he said, okay. After that, he called me back the other day and said, Dad, I think I need to come home. I said, why? I thought that you wanted to stay down there in Georgia. He said, well, uh, Mom is not equipped to take care of me. She's not driving education. She's not driving what I'm going to do after I graduate. She's not driving what is my career field. She's not driving anything. She don't even care what I do, what time I come in, and what I where I go. So I told her I smoked weed the other day. She didn't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like it was a nonchalant, not caring what you do, you grown attitude, even though you're in my house. So he's like, I got to come back home because I can't continue to live like this. If I stay down here, I know I won't graduate from high school. But I had to let him see that for himself. I could, I've been, I ain't been talking about his mom, but every time they put her on a pedestal, yeah, I gotta like, well, what are we? We chop liver? I mean, we right. trying to. You know, we you trying know to when you're a custodial parent, the other one's on the pedestal, and and they can do no wrong, right? And you're the bad guy, and you're the one that has to deal with all the stuff day to day. You right. know what I mean? And and I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I just, I'm like you, man. I I, I thought. That that in a woman that was that was part of you know the birthing process they get this connection but some of them don't yeah and we see plenty of cases where you know the mom gets a new boyfriend and doesn't want to be bothered you know with motherhood she just want to hang out and have That's fun right. with her new boy too I mean we see that but what about a mom that wants to give up physical custody because she wants to further her education to get a better job and ultimately better herself. You know, w- wouldn't lie. it be easier? Wouldn't it be easier if she didn't have to go to school <laughs> and study without having to worry about making dinner for the kids? That's hey, a lie, bro. From uh, boys in the hood. Uh, That's a lie, much. man. They <laughs> they don't do that, man. If they if they say that they want like my like my grandson's mother. She said, if y'all take custody of them, let me just get my finish my education. Let me go off to the Air Force. I want to be something. I mean, she gave us this whole line of why, you know. She gave us this whole line. And then I'm like, no, I don't want to do that because, you know, we on we, we was on our way to Hawaii. And it was on our summer vacation because my kids went down there to be with their mom. 
And I was like, look, I don't want to interrupt what we had going on. We went to Costa Rica last year. We went to Jamaica a year before that. And we had, a, we had our summer planned out. And then this summer she said, well, if you keep them, you know, I'll turn over temporary guardianship to you. But I just want to get my driver's license, get my high school diploma. I want to do this. I want to do that. And my wife was all for it. She said she's trying to better herself. So that's why we end up getting temporary custody. Well, what did she do? She ended up having another baby, not going back to school, uh, getting into more drama, trouble, and all that other stuff. And here we are stuck. So she she gave us a, a good line, but it only fooled my wife. It didn't fool me because I was like, man, you're messing up my freedom. Because I like to get in the summertime when there ain't no kids here. We like to get – I just like to walk around <laughs> – However, I want to walk around, you know. <laughs> but Andrew, Andrew, good words there. Uh, Andrew mentioned uh, divorce, and we talked about earlier about how the courts usually give custody, you know, to the mothers. But is that has that changed any over time, fellas? You know, the automatic, you know, kids go with the mom. Has that changed any over time? I think you know more these days. You're getting joint custody, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, custodial custody almost always goes to the mother. Um, but it's not the same. It, it's not like it used to be where it's always going to be the mother. Right. Yeah. To get, yeah. To, get, to get custody of my kids, I had to spend $40,000 cash. Wow. I had to yeah. spend forty. I had to get Joseph Greenwald and Lake. Hey. I mean, you know, I, they, 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 these are the people who they call when Johnny Cochran is on the other side. So I had to get them. I had to pull equity out of my house. I ain't had cheese like that. So I had to pull. You remember when the housing is is well, the housing was off the roof and you can get those yep. locks and everything. So I had to yep. pull money out of my house just to pay for this lawyer. And because I was like, you know, I gotta fight for my kids because I think I'm the best parent for them. All she's gonna be doing is getting them for the child support and not really raising them right. And and plus she cheated on me. I didn't I didn't cheat on her. She cheated on me. So why should she cheat on me and still get custody of the kids? But I had to go in there guns blazing to get my kids. It's like you have to be the absolute valedictorian to the absolute clown class clown. You have to be going against a race like that. And that's mm-hmm. probably that that was the the level we had to be on when I went in there to try to get them. Yeah, and today judges actually weigh you know the the best interest of the child, which could mean you know awarding custody custody to the wealthier parent, or keeping the the child in the community where they've grown up. Um, you know, for example, few judges would let a mother take her kids off to live in another country. Right. And mm-hmm. the fathers, we fathers are making inroads, but mothers still win custody in roughly seventy percent of divorce cases. Mm-hmm. And there are a good percentage of fathers that are forced to give up custody by the courts and endure long legal battles, just like Darren was talking about, even mm-hmm. to visit, just to visit their children. Right. But there are there are also punitive consequences for men in terms of child support when we involuntarily oh, yeah. lose custody. But do y'all are these same consequences given to mothers who relinquish nope. custody? Nope. nope. I ain't going to die. No, I shouldn't say that. I got $150 in 15 years. Nope. Okay, wow. this is what I got. I got she's supposed to pay child support, 
but she's 15000 in arrears, and since she lives in another state, they really can't enforce it, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they got a bench warrant out for here in Maryland, but, you know, but it did affect her. The only way it affected her is because I requested that they put it in the FBI database. So when she tried to get a job that's outside of McDonald's or Burger King, and they have to do security checks. Most jobs got to do security checks now. Not really a security background, not a whole full background investigation, but just like a basic uh, CIA, FBI, DIA, uh, you know, search in the database. And every time it shows up, it shows that, hey, we can't hire you because you got a warrant for your arrest in Maryland. So she had to come up here and take care of that. And so it's ways around it to make them, you know, stand by what they supposed to do. And them 15000 that that arrears ain't going away. So you either going to get you a job or get paid under the table all your life. Mm. Yeah, but watch this. You said something about enforcement. It's, it, the family, it's true that the, the family court system and child support enforcement loses money when mothers relinquish custody, and they're often very hostile to women who do this. Did y'all know that? They Wait, say that money. one more time? Say that one more time. They lose money when mother, because basically the system is set up for the mothers to retain custody. Okay. So they actually lose money, you know, in these custody battles when the, the mother's like, hey, he can have it, you know, because that's wow. not how it was set up in the beginning. It's kind of mm-hmm. weird. You're talking about federal kickbacks? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But does anybody know? Does anybody know the three main custodial arrangements? Does anybody know the three main custodial arrangements? Like child support, welfare, and Medicaid, and all that? No, no, no. I'm talking about custody. You talking about you talking about joint custodial custody or full custody? Oh, legal custody. Yes, joint full custody. You got joint custody. You got custodial custody. And sole custody is called. Yeah, sole custody, exactly. And joint custody yeah. is where both parents have an equal say in major decisions like schooling, medical care, regardless no, that's joint, of the child. That's joint legal custody. Right, joint legal custody, exactly. Thank you. And physical custody determines which parent maintains the child's primary resident and oversees their day-to-day. And sole custody is where one parent has the exclusive say over the child's rearing and residence, and the other parent may get visitation rights but has no legal standing in the decision-making process. So oh, and there's one more. There's one more. That anymore. That's, that's, that's yeah. not the way it normally goes today. Well, it's one more, Rodney, also. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's uh, joint physical custody. That's when they stay in the same area and they uh-huh. can go to the same school and they can be with half. Uh, they can be half the week with one parent and the other half of the week with the other parent, but long as they go to school and and make all the, of their you know their arrangements and every nothing is lost. So they live. They got to live in the same. They don't do district. that very much anymore. They phase that out greatly because they found in studies it doesn't. It really the child always feels like they're visiting. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I want to drop a monkey wrench. It's ten thirty. Um, do y'all think it's easier? For a mother to give up custody of her son or her daughter? You know, I would say her son. Why so? Because some women say, well, look, I'm, I'm not a man and I can't teach you how to be a man. 
You said it's harder. Is it easier or harder? I think it would be easier for a woman to give up custody of a son, uh, especially as he, you know, you know, if he's, you know, getting into, you know, growing into the, the preteen, teenage years, because some women will realize, even though they they want to raise a son, they go, I can't teach him how to be a man. That's true. That's true. What, what do y'all think? What do y'all think would be the best age range for a mother to surrender her custodial rights? Well, if you had to call, yeah. what would be the best age range for her to for her custodial rights? I'd say 11, 12 years old of a boy. Yep. yep. I say no 12. age. Uh oh. Uh oh. I mean, if, if I had to choose an age, if I, if I had to choose an age, I would say 11, 12. But uh, again, yeah, no age would be my first option. But you well, know, let me. If we had to, if we had to say a, a particular age, around 11 or 12 is. When a boy gets to the point where a, 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 a role model of a man needs to be present, yep, to make that transition, because you know so many of the, so many uh, men have problems now uh, as, as grown men because when that time for a man to be there wasn't there, so they either were forced to learn that role from the streets, or the mother tried to do it and they came out. Wrong, mm-hmm. you know. They came out, you know, ultra sensitive or, 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 you know, ultra emotional, and because they just saw, they just, they just acted the way their mothers did. That's all they have. I mean, when you look at a boy, my son constantly, you know, mimics what I do, and he's four. All right. Now, him at eleven, with a man not being there, he's gonna take on the characteristics of whoever he sees. That's a man. That's what a man does. That's what a boy does. So, you know, we got to look at, you know, not just, and that's why, you know, the whole conversation about, you know, you know, this, this platform, you know, you know, um, men talking about real situations. I mean, so many young men, especially black men, are in this situation when it, when this decision is made, we're the last one. I was a foster parent before. You know, it was probably three times as many boys as there were girls in the system. And, you know, they come to your house, they respond very different than a girl. Now, we had a girl, so we like a boy and a girl may not be a good mix. But that girl, man, she, she was off the chain. I remember her. a whole bunch of stuff with her, man. Oh, yeah, she was off the chain. Had a whole bunch of stuff with her. Now, but y'all got, a, y'all got a way too late, though, Mike. Well, and that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, and that's the other thing. That's why I say 11, you know, sometimes 9, 10. Because, you know, when they once they turn their corner, man, it's rough. Yeah. It is but what about, rough. What about a mom that wants to give up her custodial rights simply because they're unruly teenagers and she can't handle them anymore? What about that? Well, well by that time, gotta, nobody can't handle them. Yeah, I was about to say, if you can't handle who can't. And that's the whole thing about it. If your mother <laughs> can't do nothing with you, what am I gonna do? Well, I actually told, I actually told my ex. I said, if you take these kids and you raise them to be hooligans, do not call me because I can't do anything with hooligans. They already raised. I don't want no already raised kids where I have to try to reprogram them and re-raise them by my hand when they already been raised by yours. 
It was already tough enough at six and nine to get them, and all I ever heard was, well, mom says, well, mom said, well, mom said. You know, I, I can't, I mean, I had to break them out of that. So now if you if you take that times 16, don't bring them over here, especially mm-hmm. a boy, because he done been the alpha male in your house. That's why he over here now, because you couldn't handle him no more. And the younger kids follow suit because now they're looking at him as the alpha male and now looking looking at him cuss you out. And they're going to be like, well, you know, you bringing in the money, you doing this. Well, if he doing it to mom, then I can do it to mom. Do y'all think the children should have a say in who gets custody? No, no not at a, not at the age of, uh, no. under uh, you know, under a certain age, I don't believe. No. No, they're not, they're not, they're not at a level to be able to comprehend to make that kind of decision that's going to be in their best interest. They're making that decision based on what they can get away with. That right. example is a perfect right. example. His son was like, hey, it's my last year. I want to spend it down here. And Darren was like, yeah, go ahead. But see, the thing about it, Darren already put something in him, and no matter where he go and how much he try to stray away from it, he understands that there's a structure that has to be in place in order for him to be successful. And if it's not there, he's going to be the first one to say, "You know what? This something ain't right with this." That's right. I mean, I I may not know everything, but I know something is not right, and I know that I won't be successful if left in this situation or in this that's environment. Right. Point blank, plain and simple. You know, and and that's that's what we teach our kids. I mean, that goes back to the scripture: raise your child in the ways they to go, and they won't depart from that. You put that in them. If they get in that environment and it's, that structure is not there, that thing is not there that's going to push them to success, hey, man, better tell you. Something ain't right. I don't know what it is, but this this not going to happen. I'm not going to get where I need to go. I'm going to be prepared. I, I don't have no rules. I don't have any discipline. This not going to work for me. That's right. And they, they may not like it initially when they're in it, but once they go to the other side and see that, hey, I need that, right? game over. That's right. But what about good words, Mike? What about a mother? Somebody's rustling some papers or something, moving around. Um, what about a mother who gives up some of her kids but keeps only her favorite child? Yeah, now that, 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 wow, that's that, deep. That has small kids. Uh, I mean, when you and the thing about it, when you become a foster parent, you 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 hear those kinds of stories. Yep. You hear, I am in the system because I wasn't my mom's favorite. You know, they have animosity towards their biological brothers and sisters because for some yep. reason a mother chose them and 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 just threw the other one out with the bathwater. That yeah, I got, kids, I got I got kids in the family that way. Yeah, yeah, that is something that scars them literally for life because they don't understand what's so different about them, and they they come from the same person. Right. I got I got um I got a niece who the mother kept the first two and gave the youngest one away, and and I'm and and you know she gave it to a family member to, to raise. And so she's still around the family and knows everything. And, I mean, it has been, you know, I mean, real, real difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, you what know, was I mean, her reason? how do you feel that my mommy didn't want me? What was her reason for giving up that third child vice the first two? I've never heard a reason that made any sense to me. 
um, because you know um, the, the third child is Deja's age, and 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 we would pick her up from the aunt's house that was raising her. She knew her mother and her two sisters, but her mother didn't want to raise her. And and then the funny thing was, the mother when the child got into the teen years, the mother um, tried to be like, well, I can I can tell her what she can do and what she can't do, and the mm-hmm. child was like, oh, no, you can't. Yeah. You know, and it was just, and it's still to this day. The child now is 21, you know, and and it's it's repercussions to this day with it, you know. And she's like, you know, yeah, you're my mother, but you ain't my mama. Well, is it was there any are there any repercussions from that child to her older brothers and sisters? You know, I don't know because I didn't have a relate. You know, I came into the family, um, you know, as a stepfather kind of situation. So I didn't know the older two because um, my daughter, they were they were a few years older, and and she didn't have like a relationship with them mm-hmm. because they were you know they were about four years old, four or five years older, and that may not seem like a lot, but in a kid world, five years is a long time. You just yeah, don't have. You just don't have relationships hanging out with with your your ten and hanging out with a five year old. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know. But I'm sure there's all kinds of things. I I know there was things with the mother because we would we would go to pick up the child from you know the the aunt that was raising her, and the mother would raise stink. Well, you you got to ask me for permission to, to for her to do this, and I mean it was crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But let me spin that around, Andrew and, and Darren, to say that could it be possible that the children that were not chosen, could they be the ones who who are acting kind of selfish in this situation? If, if they can, well, children going to be children though, Rodney. You know, yeah, they, I was about children. To say. Yeah, they they going to be. You know, you got. I got. I got like four kids because I count my wife as my kids. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure she counts. Not you my too. wife is my kids, but my wife's kids is my kids. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but your wife never was one of the kids. Your wife yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to get knocked out over here, but yeah, um, I'm about to say, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I count, I count my wife's kids and and our grandson as my chi- as my children. So, but and every last one of them got five different personalities, and right. and and about four of them I really don't 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 like, but they <laughs> they all they all got their different ways that that I don't like. And they all has to be handled differently. Like, let's just say a boy and a girl. I can, I have to threaten my son, choke him up, bend him over, kind of put, jack him up in, in, in order for him to start responding. All I have to do is look at my daughter, and it will be results city right away. Right, right. You know, so it, it, I have to raise him. Do I want to put my hands on any one of my kids? No, I don't. But some have to be. Hands on, yep. And some don't have to be hands on. All I got to do is say to my daughter, "Wow, you really disappointed me." And I'm talking about Tear City. You know that she that just because she disappointed me, she now she feels like she got to do all these things to get back in my graces. When my son, if I tell you, if I say to him, "Hey, you really disappointed me," oh, oh well, you know, just you know, <laughs> hey. Life is tough. <laughs> <laughs> non-custodial moms, fellas, when, when they give up physical custody, do y'all think they miss their kids? I think so. But I think what I, this is what I experienced, Rodney, um, 
it, you know, I was, you know, you go through different, you know, you go through cycles, and then you see how your children need the mother. And it got to the point where, you know, I would call her and say, I need you to call your children. That's right. I did that too. Okay. And, and this was back in the day, you know, before they had free long distance. They used to do this thing. Sprint had this thing, a uh, dime a minute for long distance, and their mother lived in New York. And and their mother would make all kind of excuses. And, and, and one time, you know, she was telling my son, well, honey, I just don't have the money to call you. And he said, I'll send you 30 cents. You could talk to me for three minutes. Wow. I, you know, so I finally said, I said, look, honey, this is, I, I said, I said, look, um, you go call your mother, okay, every other week, I'll pay for it, and then on the, on the odd week, she'll call here. And I called her, I said, look, call, collect, I will pay for it. Your children need to, to think that you love them. That's right. Whether you do or not, okay, mm-hmm. I don't care, but they need to, they, a child that believes a mother doesn't love them will, will, will hurt for the rest of their life. Yeah, but when you put it like that, Andrew, huh? when you put it like that, that makes her, that belittles her so far that she probably won't call just because of what you just said. Well, she didn't. She called twice. Yeah. She but called it twice. Also, it was a decision that she made because, see, the thing about a situation like that is you decide, hey, I don't care if I am embarrassed. I want to have a relationship with my child. I may not have done it right before, but I can change it. That's a decision, a conscious decision that you have to make. Not to a woman, it's, though, Mike. To a no, woman. This is, this is what I'm saying, though, Darren. To a woman, yeah, it, 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 you don't want to get labeled. You don't want other people to know about it, but it's still a decision that you have to make. Because at the end of the day, you still that child's mother, man. That's just going to change that. That is a void that's now missing. That's going to affect this kid for the rest of their lives, man. But the mother ain't thinking about that, man. That's the only what thing she's thinking about it now. We we are we talking about what it should be, or are we talking about what it is? Both. What it yeah, what it should be because it's going to affect that child. What it is is, you know, just like in the situation the gentleman was just talking about where he said he called the mother and asked her, hey, these kids need to know that you love them. He's like, I got to pay for it. If you can call them once a week or once every other week just to have a conversation with them just so that they know, one, who you are, you know, secondly, that they need to know that you love them. I you told know, them that, but it, see, that, but see by, those, by you saying those words, by you saying what the truth is, that embarrasses them so much. I can't hear it. Who's that got their phone? They need their phone on mute. Yeah, I got it. Go ahead. Okay, what what that does, it embarrasses the mother so much by you acknowledging the fact that you notice that you don't act like you love your child that it kind of kicks them out of the loop and then it's like you know when they do well, talk Darren, to the they kid, should be embarrassed it's just like yeah, they, they a, should I be mean, but this, but, but but this, this, this man he told me he got kids but he can't he can't tell me the last time we've seen him or any time he's paid child support okay but listen listen to this listen at this this is the reality whether it's right or wrong this is the reality of a woman when she hears that and and she knows she knows that she's not calling her kids and she knows that she needs to, and she can't 
because she can't afford to, because she don't want to be embarrassed by talking to him on the phone, because she knows that she can't express her love, all of the above, and then you say it, she's definitely not going to call. And then when she do, when the child get on the phone, Mom, why don't you call me? And the mom say, because your dad's retarded, or because your dad is stupid, or because every time, and then she start making up lies to say why she don't call, pointing at the father. And these are the reasons why she don't call. But you know what? The the, the things that chaps my behind is when the kid <laughs> asks the mother those questions, and the mother gives them them sorry excuses, and they believe her. That's we'll what that. kills me because then they come to me and say, like that, like we said earlier, the mother can't do any wrong. Mom said you did this. Everything the mom says, it goes for truth. It don't matter what she says. It's true. And then when I, if I say something, I say, well, that's not necessarily true. No, 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 it is because mom said. Okay, this is this is what you say. What you got to understand, first off, certain things kids are not going to be able to comprehend. On but that doesn't mean level. they're not going to express themselves. I understand they, can they can't comprehend it. But they they, can, as, they, they talking as saying. if they they talking to me as if they know what they're talking about. And no, then if you man. try to explain something Karen, to them, what? They're a child. How are you I gonna understand talk to me that. about adult things when they're a child? That's not going to happen, first of all. You know, it, 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 it's going to happen, Mike. It's going to happen. This is why it happens. This is, this is why it happens, Mike. It happens because the the insecure parent or the non-custodial parent starts mm-hmm. giving all this garbage and entering uh, an adult conversation with these little minors. That's what I'm and saying. then now the little minors happen. think that they got authority nope. to speak on something. Mm-mm. And then you have to, you as the mean parent, has to then tell them, look, you are a child, stay in your place. Now, to a child, that automatically looks like you're trying to explain your, that's an easy way to explain yourself out of what the truth is. That's what it looks like to them when you won't talk I, to them. I understand that. I understand that. But the other thing is, too, when, you know, the thing about situations like that, it's just like this little example that just happened with your son. Sometimes they got to learn and find out for themselves. But see, your son now is 18. He's an adult. So mm-hmm. he's thinking differently than he did if this situation took place if he was 13. I'm talking about when these are This is no, years. This, no, this, I understand this, what you're saying. But I'm I, talking I, about I'm, from I'm, 9 to well, now. Oh, no. No, 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 no. They, they, they're not going to understand. They're not going to be able, and that's why children shouldn't be in adult conversation. But and, and, you can't stop the other. You can't stop the ignorant parent or the non-custodial oh, no, parent. No, I'm not no, saying you can't. You you, you, you can't <laughs> stop the that, ignorant when parent. You, when you come when you come in my house, you want to abide by my rules. I'm not going to say anything negative about your mother. You can say what you want because I'm an adult. I can do. But what? With, but that breeds. I'm telling you, that breeds something in a child uh, uh, towards that custodial parent. That's 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 taking what okay. in their mind is a cop out. Okay. You can well, you can't that, stop that, that, that from breeding. You see what I'm saying? Okay. You, uh, you no, can. you're wrong. You, I've done it. It's not. It's not hard to do. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I I don't understand why. It, um, you talking about like when? All right, case in point, like uh, my stepdaughter. All right, well, my daughter. Uh, her dad told her, you know, don't give me a hug. Don't you know? Don't speak to me, and all this other garbage or whatever crap he told her. All right, she told me about it. And I was like, okay. I was like, no problem. 
you just gonna you just gonna have to follow my rules because you in my house, and so you just gonna have to give me a hug or do whatever because you in my house. So he doesn't run this house. Thank you. And it's different. It. Okay, hold on. Let me let, let let's back different? up for a second. It's different when it's a custodial parent that's the female that got the custodial parent, or uh, uh, if the if the husband or the the father has custody of the children. If you no, if, it's not you're talking about your stepdaughter, right? Yeah, it's not different. It is different because if no, my, it's not. When my it's not kid, because kids. No, let me tell you now. Now, see, kids mm-hmm. respect authority and structure. Mm-hmm. And if you just tell them, Mr. Knight, this, I can't believe this Darren talking. I'm telling as much as you ring your bell, and you gonna sit up there and let a kid tell you what my mama said. As soon as no, they no, no, I'm not mama, saying. As soon, as soon as they try to craft these words together, well, my mama said, custodial or not, mama or daddy, they ain't in this house. Okay, I got that, and that's what I said. That's what that's that's the conversation coming from me. But that okay. doesn't stop the breeding in their mind to say or to think, dang, mom must be telling the truth because dad don't even want to talk about it. Never okay, mind the dad. fact that I don't want to discuss it with <laughs> right. a child. Well, they, okay, can, they, can, like, they can reason it however they want to reason it. Exactly but they, but at the end of the day, pretty soon, this is military doctrine. Uh, practice will equal conformity. You That's either going to do it. And, you know, I tell my daughter, I don't care if you got to win an Academy Award. You're going to give me a hug. Okay, but I, 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 I listen to what I'm saying to you. What what if, you saying? Tell me. If if you are, <laughs> I, I am the I am I'm the biological father. Okay? You the dad and, and the biological mom I got got custody. Go ahead. The the bi- biological mom, <laughs> the non custodial parent is feeding them all the garbage that I won't even, you know, entertain. Right. So right. they're they're more apt to listen to the non-custodial parent because she's not there disciplining them. If I say something that they don't like, they run back and tell mama. And mom says something that's totally, well, if you was here with me, then that won't happen. And ask your dad to do it this way. And at, and she knows, she's telling them to ask me something that she right. knows I ain't going to conform to. Right. So, so when she's, they, when acting, she like, to me, she's acting like one of the kids and right. the right. only person <laughs> that's the adult in the situation is you. And so that, you, and that's the way you you just got to carry yourself as the adult. Somebody got to be the adult. Now this is the real standing ground right here. This is your real standing ground right here because what you mm-hmm. got to understand, Baron, that's all she got to play off of right now. She ain't doing what she's supposed to do, so she's gonna try to make it look like it's that's you right. versus her. Okay, and that's what she I was saying. Call it the way it is. She that's what I was saying. Seem, right, but but what you got to do is say. I don't care what she says. If you come to this house, these are the rules. It's not going to change because you went down and you and your mom said this and your mom said that, or she co-signed on what you think, or she's on your level as a child. You are a child. I'm the parent. I'm, I'm not arguing nothing. That. Not... I'm not arguing. Man, you look. You we are on the same page. But what I'm okay, saying. Well, what am I missing then? What you're missing is the breeding in the child. What that breathes in the child, it brings a whole lot of animosity, a whole lot of disrespect or sideways talk, a whole lot of kind of like hatred. And, no, no, and you got to crush it, that. I, you you know, like crush I care. That. I don't. Okay. Huh? Let me, let me, you got to crush that. Like the mom. moment that happens, you got to crush that. Like, no, you can't crush like that mama. in the child that got beliefs, man. Like that, if, if she said, mm-hmm. hey, Dad, why did mom, mom told me to ask you, why did you really leave her? 
and she, this is a seven-year-old. This is she was seven years old at the time. She, she's, she's seven years old. Understand that, man. She wasn't. So, she shouldn't even have that conversation. Exactly. Like That's what I'm saying. So okay, I'm like, well, look, baby girl, you we this is an adult conversation, and I don't. We're not going to talk about this because you're not old enough to understand. But mom says, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, baby girl. I'm saying we ain't going to talk about it, so you shouldn't be having that conversation. So, so, so well, I get, mom I get, I get came to me okay. with this. All right, okay, I got you. So do you ever go to the custodial parent and say, you know, or the, who do your, your wife, your the mom, baby mom, and say, listen? Yes, that, that I already question. did that, and she cursed me completely out. Okay, <laughs> tell the truth. Doing it. And, and, she's just so doing all doing? of that out of spite because she's mad that I got custody of the kids. And, and that's fine. So what you got? But to I do can't is stop just... them from talking to her. Matter of fact, I no. had to put a restraining order on her from talking to the kids for a while because I said either they're gonna talk to you, talk to you while you on speaker, so I can cut conversations that you have with them, or you're not gonna talk to them at all. I had to get that reassigned in my order. Hmm. Well, let me make it better. Let me jump in here. Let me let me try to make it better. In good words, fellas. But could it make this whole situation better if there was an agreement up front? that the mother will resume custody of her kids at some time in the future once she's better equipped and back on her. No. No? No. No. Okay. Because now you got a, a whole different way of how they're, you know, and the thing is, it's her way of raising the child the same way the way you're doing it. Are you going to have the same structure? You're going to have the same rules. And, it, and it, you know, it's different when you have a woman that says, hey, I really need this time to get myself together, and when right. I get myself together, these are the things that I want to be able to do, whether it be provide, this is the touch I'm going to have, it's similar to what yours is. That's an amicable situation. That's the win-win for the kid. But a lot of the times it don't work out that way. It's animosity because of what happened, so now they're using the kid as a pawn to, mm. to, to throw salt in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's what you got to be worried about when the situation like that. Yeah, it's great when the woman can say, "Hey, I'm going to need X amount of time to get myself together. I want to have a, a home where the the kids feel safe. It's in a good neighborhood. It's in good schools. I want to be able to establish the structure. I want to, you know, definitely be a part of this kid's life. I just need, you know, X amount of time, whether it be two years, three years, to to, to get myself together. And during that time, I want to have a relationship with my kid. That shows forward motion. That shows, hey, I made a mistake, but I'm willing to, uh, to, to, to make a better situation for the sake of my children, okay? But too many times, more times than we want to say, it don't work out that way. That's true. It just does not. So, yeah. you know, we can't say, well, yeah, that'll be a great situation. It, it depends upon who the person is, how they want to deal with the situation, and are they going to raise their kid in the same structure that they've been used to? It's just mm-hmm. like Aaron's son. I keep going back to that. He's now in a structure that not that he's not familiar with. He knows he's not going to be successful in it. So why are he going to be there? That's mm-hmm. not a, a good situation. Once you have structure, once you have uh, you know a, a, a way that you're going to be successful, and you go to something that's different than that. It would be, it would be, it, and I know Darren would not have a problem if their mother had the same or a similar structure than what he has, where he has rules, right. he has a curfew, he has, 
uh, responsibility as far as his schoolwork is concerned. There's an expectation for him to do well in school. You know, all of those same things. There would not have a problem with his son being down there. Right. But he when he told me, when he called me and told me, he said, Daddy, I just got twerked on for the first time. So so he thinks that he can have man-to-man conversation with me, and I'm just listening to him. I said, you got twerked on, and he said, I party, and I stayed out till like 3 in the morning, and it was exciting. And this is going out there. You know, he out there. He was out there, and he's like, yeah, Mom didn't mind, Mom. I think I want to stay here for the my." Mm -hmm. And then when he, I was like, okay, getting twerked on, okay, whatever that means, and uh and you keep having parties and all that stuff and staying out all night. Okay, cool. I'm I'm okay. But, you know, just be careful out there. You know, I wasn't really giving him no guidance because I already gave him all the instructions. There you go. You know, there so you so whatever he's doing, he's gonna have to live with that. So mm-hmm. but then when he called me back and said what he said, I know that getting twerked on wasn't that important to him. There you go. Yeah, good words. But I wanna get back in this final frame here. Um I want to get back to what kind of mother gives up custody of her kids. I want to. I want to. I want to start there, and I want to. I want to play a clip. Two minutes. I put you all on mute. Bring you right back. But I want to get into what kind of mother gives up her kids. taboo of motherhood, voluntarily leaving your children, taking a time out that can stretch into years. But the moms I met are convinced that what they have done is making them even better mothers. You take a look and decide. Mother of the year she isn't. 11 years ago, Brenda Heist dropped off her 8- and 12-year-old children at school and then vanished. In news reports, her grieving family said they assumed she'd been kidnapped or murdered. It was tough. I mean, every prom, my brother graduated from high school and college. I graduated, and she was there. But last month, Heist finally reappeared, looking worse for wear, and made a stunning admission. She had abandoned her family on purpose. It's the rare extreme of a mom gone AWOL. The reaction? Widespread revulsion. Don't judge, says mom Talia Liera. She's no Brenda Heist, not even close, but she's faced similar scorn for deciding to live apart from her children. I had a lot of shame because of the way that we think about what mothers should be. That they would never leave their children. Some people think that. Talia is a so-called non-custodial mother, a mom without physical custody of her kids. In 2008, she moved to Seattle after a divorce, leaving her three children, Nathaniel, Eric, and Serena, to live with their dad, David, 2,800 miles away in Pennsylvania. Talia spends her days painting, writing, making music, and practicing martial arts with her boyfriend. Mothering? Hey, give me a wide shot of your room. I just want to see what it looks like. Well, that's done from afar. I will walk you through the steps of the scrambled eggs. Oh, sure. She emails recipes for them to cook for themselves. Thank you. Stays in touch on the phone and see a Sound a little like you have a cold. Yeah, I, I have a cold. But they only see each other in person around once a year. Okay, well, I'm going to take care again. Rodney, we can't hear it, bro. What do y'all think about that, fellas? Oh, you stopped it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so she got it. So she left because a divorce happened. Yes. 
Okay. And y'all know, some of y'all have been divorced. Divorce is hell on on the kids. So yeah. what if there's a lot of conflict and household stress after the divorce that has taken a, a toll on the kids? Isn't isn't one option just to take mommy out of the equation? Well, it, de- it depends, bro. It really depends. It depends on the mature state of mind of that woman. It depends on uh, where you guys are in your life as far as, you know, what can she do, vice, what can you do. And sometimes it clicks in a woman's head that, you know what, uh, you know, even if I got child support, I can't live my life with these three kids or taking care of four kids or I'm going to have to get a job and then I got to go to court and fight and and my mother ran away from her situation, so that was the easiest thing to do. So uh, it's okay. Well, I just run away like my mom did. You know, but can I a mean, mother can a can a mother sacrifice in her relationship with her children actually make things better for them? I mean, do you respect a parent that puts their needs aside for thinking about what's really best for the children? No, I can't respect them, but in their mind at the time that they're doing it, they think that they're doing something totally 100% right. Yep. In their mind, that they're, 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 they're making it better for the child if they wasn't in the picture because they know their father got it. Right. And what they're thinking also is if because I'm better, then I'm going to be better for my kids. That's the right. other way that they look at it. Because who I mean, ultimately if you get, suffers if, if if the parents make a wrong decision? Who ultimately suffers? The children, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The kids always gonna, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard it on the other end where the father said, "Well, if I just blow my brains out, then I I don't have a job now, but you know the insurance that I got on myself, if I blow my my brains out, then I can take care of my family that way." You never know how people are thinking. You know, they they but the 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 men think about the financial part of the family and the state of the the, the household, but the women think about you know what they they think about the finances too. But they think about it's going to be a hindrance for me if I take the kids, and it's going to be hell for everybody if I keep the kids. Mm-hmm. Some women, not all, but some women. But if your ex-wife, about, go ahead. Now, now the women that are surviving. The ones that's already on welfare and the ones that they mom been on welfare and they done showed them how to get it down packed and get on Section 8 and get them, get them um, what you call them, tickets that you get the WIC tickets and all of that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. they they taught them how to work the prison. Yeah, those are ones, they'll keep their kids all day because they know know the benefits of having kids. But somebody who ain't never walked that side of life, they they don't know nothing outside of running, you know, some of them, not all of them. Mm -hmm. But the other thing about becoming a parent is you understand sacrifice in a whole different way. And some parents, some some people don't grasp that concept when it comes to parenthood, whether it be mother or father. There's a sacrifice that needs to be made, whether it's I got to work two jobs to keep everybody together or keep things That's going, right. whether it's, you know, I got to put my education off until my kids get their straight, then I go back and get mine. That's a sacrifice. And, I mean, you know, you know, my parents did it, doing it, you know, it's part of my makeup. I saw my parents do it, so I repeat what I what I saw them do. But what I, if you did see them do that? It, I would do what they would do. If if, if my mom, if my dad hot tail it, 
I'll be like, you know what? This is getting exactly. tough. It's time for me to bounce. Right. But listen to what that, that, that lady did. She mm-hmm. went away 2,800 miles, and then she got into painting, singing, mm-hmm. arts mm-hmm. and crafts. Got a new boyfriend. Got mm-hmm. a new boyfriend. I mean, her lifestyle, she wanted a life, and she figured mm-hmm. that she couldn't have it. You know, well, usually when you're running from something, something mm-hmm. you're running into something that you really want. Mm-hmm. Now, and, I, and I'm like, you know, all of that stuff that you're doing, what's stopping you from having that same experience with your kids? You can paint, you can do music, you can do these other things with kids. Right. Yeah. It's harder, but you can do those same things. She wanted peace, it sounds like, and she wasn't going to get it until she was by herself. Well... I mean, we, like I said, we don't know the whole story. We just know what we've been, what we, you know, what we heard in the clip. But listen to what she got. Well, listen, listen to what she ran into. When she ran right. in, what she ran into is what she didn't have, or exactly. what she ran, ran to is what she didn't have. What she didn't have. Mm-hmm. But if your ex-wife, so some of y'all got ex-wives, ex-wives. But if she floated in this idea that you would get physical custody of y'all's kids and she would move across the country. What would your response be? Peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't. If you don't want to be here, I don't want you to be here. Really. Right, man. Leave me alone. If you, yep. matter of fact, if you leave the country, I, you won't even have to pay me no child support. I was about to say, you know what? Man, man, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Because you know, once you, no, this is the thing. Once you understand the importance of rearing your children, man. And, and you know, if your spouse don't understand that same thing, man, yeah. you're gonna have some problems. You're gonna always be right. bumping heads, you're gonna always have a disagreement, it's always gonna be a rift there, man. And yeah. if you at any point feel like, Hey, I need to throw in towel because hey, this ain't working, see ya. That's right. Don't let the door not hit you. I'm <laughs> talking about when we was when we was breaking up, my son knew he could not have no apple pie at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> he 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 went straight to his mama because she was trying to get. She thought that well, you know before we went to court, she thought that the court, the judge was going to ask them, "Hey, do you want to stay with your mom or do you want to stay with your dad?" And since she thought that way, she was trying to do everything to get in their graces. Yep. And he knew that. Now, if the rules was you couldn't get no apple pie. At ten o'clock at on a school night when we when we and your mom was together, why do you think you can get some apple pie now that we're going through what we're going through? So he <laughs> asked his mom. Hello. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So he asked his mom, and she said, "Yeah, sure, you can have some apple pie." And I hear some rumbling upstairs in the kitchen. I went up there. Oh, what are you doing in the microwave? It's ten o'clock. Why are you not in the bed? Because mom said he looked at me straight up in the face like he was all right. My mom said, I can get me some apple pie. I was like, no, nah, you can't have any apple pie. And then he starts to pout, mom. He screams his mom's name out, and she come running down and says, what's the problem? What's the problem? I said, why is he eating apple pie at 10 o'clock at night? Because I said he can have something right in front of him. Now, I'm oh, thinking she right that she's going to be more of an now. adult. <laughs> I thought she was going to be more of an adult and say, I didn't tell he, him he can get some apple pie. But she didn't say, I, it kind of took me off guard that she would even admit that she said he could have some. Man, so that apple pie is good at 10 o'clock at night, man. You ain't not, to know, not to know not to know 8-year-old boy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, so, much, right, so much. So much. You don't have the right to say that? 
Yeah. Say again? She didn't have the right to say that? She didn't have the right to tell him that he can have some apple pie that late at night if she wasn't doing it before. Any time before, kitchen closed at 7. We've been raising them like that since they were little. But now all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock at night. He he told on you. He got you. You know, he he called her down there to deal with you. Exactly. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what are you, what's going on here? I, I know me and you going through what I go through. <laughs> oh, see, we would have, we everybody would have had a bad day at that point in my house. <laughs> no, because I don't understand this now. Every time now, when you got a clearance, if you got a certain type of clearance level, yeah. if the police is called at to your house, you have well, no, to. No, hey, hey, the police ain't got to call. Oh yeah, the police came. <laughs> no. Oh, the police, <laughs> the police came. Oh, the police. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, see, see. yeah, the police came because when when see, I took I her to the room, pie, everything in the refrigerator, I said, I ain't nobody getting a damn thing. <laughs> you, I'd have pointed her and I said, you take your ass to bed, and I'd have pointed her and I said, you, and you take your ass to bed. <laughs> yeah, Ike, I want to go back to something that Ike said earlier about the military doctrine. Did you say that, Ike? Uh, you yeah. gotta have a military doctrine. And speaking of good words, fellas, speaking of moving across the country, what about military moms? You know, because of their occupation, aren't aren't they considered missing moms at least temporarily? Well, something about the military, they got to sign their custodial rights over before they join. Mm. Yeah, that's Man, that's, I, that's um that's that's doctrine. I mean, that's the. Uh, that's the laws of a female. If they got a kid coming in, they they uh, have to sign them over to their mom or the father or somebody else so they can't have an excuse not to be able to deploy. And then after they get married, they have to, um, if they get married to a man that's not in the military, they have to sign over the custodial rights to the father for the first one. And then the secondary custodial parent would be her mother or her father or her parents or his parents. So they got got they already got that down packed. They already they already hip to that game. Yeah, that sounds kind of complicated, man. I I wish we had a military mom that could talk about with you know that with us tonight. But you know that would be nice. Wow. I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. Keisha Freelo, you know the Keisha, the lady, the girl who came up to the church and said that she just retired, <laughs> twenty years military. Right. She, um, that's why they was going back and forth because her husband thought that he had rights to get custody of their daughter. But she's like, "Hey, I'm retiring, and you don't. That doesn't carry any weight now." And the reason why she was able to uh, get custody of her daughter when they doing their divorce was because um, because she was she got papers to saying she wasn't going to deploy anymore. She was retiring in three months, and they were Hello. moving down south. Hello. Wow. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, are you listening to the show tonight? Yes. Are you? Is this Men Don't Talk? Yeah. Yes, are ma'am. You, do you have anything to add? Or, I mean, are you a military a, mom or something? Or? I'm a veteran. I have, my, I have two boys, and I had my first son while I was in the Army. Oh, wow. Are you comfortable sharing with us tonight, or? Um, I'm not comfortable, but I'm going to. <laughs> okay. Well, so, first of all, there's there's no need to be uncomfortable. Well, yeah, talk to I. 
it's an uncomfortable situation, and I have been listening to this show, so it's a lot of opinions, but I am going to share and answer whatever is asked. Hmm. So you got two kids, boys, girls? Yeah. Two boys. And how old are they? And 11 and 2 years old. 11 and 2. I'm just writing wow. this down. I mean, this is like, okay, I, I got to compose myself over here. Um, so are you married, single, divorced? Um, divorced from my divorced. first and father. Hmm. So how difficult is it reconciling being a a mother and a soldier? Um, I would say on the scale of one to ten, eight difficult because it kind of you're in the army, so you're trained to fight, you're trained for war. So it's kind of like having a broken town, broken down mentality. Um, as far as having your maternal instinct, you still have it, but it's kind of cut off a little bit because you're forced to put the army first before your children, before your family, before your marriage. They cannot. The army don't teach that, do they, fellas? Are you? Are yes, sir. Are you sure about yes, that, sir. young lady? They teach. They teach I'm, the army come before your wife and kids. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In the I'm navy, they sorry. say whatever's in your sea bag, that's your first wife. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very, sorry. Go ahead, Miss Lady. I said wow. I'm very sure. It was times where I mean I have a very very strong personality. It was times where I was almost willing to be considered a wall because I didn't agree with some of the things that I had to do with my first child. Hmm. And have you ever been, de- were you ever deployed, you know, away from your child or your children? I, I was away from my child. I wasn't deployed into a war zone, and I was supposed to, um, I had orders in Japan, and the Army tried to make me leave my son and to get him more orders at a later date. And I refused So um, They ended up cutting them on my orders But that would have been a tour of three years Without my son If I wouldn't have been rebellious hmm. Did you have to relinquish custody Of your son to someone else? I'm, while I was in the army I never had to relinquish custody You, um, if I had my son While I was in the army So if you have your child while you're in the army you do a family care plan. So if you have a like a short term mission, which is probably six months or less, then you do a short term family care plan. So that means he got to go to somebody else while you deploy and do your army duties. Yeah, they designate right. a short term, and then you pick a totally separate person for another family care plan in case right. you go to a war zone or a maximum of three years. So what if you can't find somebody? I'm sorry. If you can't find somebody, then you do a, um, I think it's a hardship discharge. So you got to get out? Pretty much. If you don't have, if you have children and you have the option, if you get pregnant while you're in the military, you automatically get the decision to stay in or out. If you decide to stay in, you have to come up with those packets within a certain amount of time or get discharged. Right. How, okay. How how did, how did your unit or the group you were with when you found out you were pregnant? How did they react? How how were you tr- were you treated any differently or 
Um, no, I was a um, super soldier, and I believe in competition, and I did. I mean, it wasn't any different other than the physical exercise. I couldn't do the physical exercise. Okay, so you weren't ostracized or anything do, like that. Yeah, I had to do the pregnancy um, physical piece. Because I know, I know when I was in the Air Force, I know uh, when a woman uh, got pregnant, especially when it especially when it came close to time for her to go after she got orders, she was you know she was discriminated against. Um, I wasn't. I, you wasn't. It okay. was pretty. No, it was pretty much the same. And I did IT work. I still did the same work, okay. and like it was harmful to my pregnancy. Okay. So will most military moms have to leave their kids at some point? Um, definitely. Um, usually between your first four ranks, it's, it's time. One second. <laughs> he wants mommy now. Hey, it's 11.30 at night. Why you ain't in the bed already? <laughs> 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 you still there? Gone? Yeah, hey, man. yeah. She, she, she had to put him in the bed real quick. I know that for a fact. You know, I know it, it can't be no daddy around there. He ain't in the bed yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> she got to put oh, him yeah. in the bed, baby. Nine thirty. That boy supposed to be asleep. That's right. <laughs> he might have been sleeping. Uh... And, and, and woke up out of a bad dream or something. Y'all don't know. Don't, okay, don't Rodney. Know. She might be in another <laughs> state, man. Different hours. Maybe in California. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's you ask know. her that when she get back on no, the phone. No, we're not, we're not asking her that. Leave that <laughs> right. <alone. laughs> it don't matter. It and don't y'all matter. Act like y'all have some damn civility, please. <laughs> yeah. Talk to all right. The the whole the whole thing about you know women having to make those kind of decisions in the military I didn't know it was like that honestly yeah man in my job wow you know in in my job where I worked when I was in the Air Force because it was hazardous for a woman to be pregnant and doing the type of work we were doing it was just like they were getting you know they were getting out of having to do their duty you know what I'm saying yeah wait a minute see the Air Force hold on man see see like. You know, I had, I still got respect for you, but Air Force dude, that's, I mean, <laughs> talk to him, Darren. Talk service, to him. man. <laughs> talk to him. That's not a real service, man. You know, you oh, oh, man. Wow. So that's <laughs> not a real service. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Darren, what branch of service were you in? I was in the Army and the Navy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, have a seat, Ike. Yeah. Have, have you a was seat. in both of the real services. You and the the one fake one. I know, I know, I know. I know. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. If I, had, if, I, if I if if I had never been in the service, and I would take offense, but uh, because I've seen how the army lives and I've seen how the navy lives, uh, I'm cool. I'm, I, I, I'm cool. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, they, they treated. Say again now. He said he said he knows how y'all used to live. I said you didn't have to live on a boat. 
Who me? That's true. He he man, they built it's called an Air Force, but they build the uh they build a they build the houses first and then they go back and get the funding for the airport. There, you said I I had to live on a boat. No, that was P Town said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was I was about to I was about to come come with the thunder. Wait, wait, dude, what did, what did, now? Where did you live at though, Ike? Tell the oh, truth. Now, the whole time you was in, in L- the airport, LH LHD five and LHD seven, Kier Sergeant Batan. My last duty station was New River Marine Corps Station. So why was you why was you on the boat so much? Special ops. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, that's that's different. Okay. Oh, okay. That's that's different because that's not oh, okay. normal Air Force. That's really oh, not normal okay. Air Force. Okay, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. 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 But, talking to, to an honor, honorary Marine over here. It's just funny. <laughs> but, but, but the women, I, 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 know, I remember being uh, in and then the women from the Army when um, they had some real problems because, you know, either stay in the hood where they were or they had to, you know, give their kid up, and they didn't right. want to. They didn't want to do either one of them. They they thought, well, if I'm in the military, I can t- better take care of my kids, and wow. I can bring in some kind of money. And the military is giving all this school money away and these scholarships for not scholarships, but uh, these programs for uh, for college and all that stuff. Yeah. And this is the way they Air can Force get money. Was the same way. Air Force was the same way when I was in. But and, then when uh, they found out they had to give up their kid. Yeah. They were like, "Wait a minute, dude. That's so that's that's my heart. That's my that's my life right there, you know?" Yeah. Yeah, and then like I said, they treated the women terrible when they found out they were pregnant. In the Air Force? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cuz they couldn't work anymore. Like the moment oh. you find out you couldn't work, you you had to be pulled off. But why don't I mean, they just what? attach I mean, why don't they just attach the kids to the mission orders? I don't understand that. Because oh, the submissions no, that the places that you go that's like hazardous duty, they can't send them to that war zone. They can't uh, like Air Force. I don't know. I think Air Force they get all grounding stations. But when you in the military, you on a ship. Ain't nowhere in the world ships take six no. month deployments every no. year and a half, and then they take three month deployments. That's all. That's the only people that's on the ship that's authorized on the ship are the people that works on the ship. But so she when was you go on the army, she wasn't talking about and the it, ship. You okay, know, but in the in the army, the same 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 way. The army, you get stationed somewhere, and then if you got to deploy with your unit to go over to Afghanistan, well, you gonna you can't take your baby to Afghanistan. And Rodney, just to help you out, there are bases where you can go where you can take your kids, but that depends on rank also. So if mm-hmm. she's enlisted, you're like, here's the thing with the Air Force. I know in the Air Force, if you're an officer, they will send you to a place where an enlisted guy can't take his family. So then when you go there, you have to see these officers there with their families right. while your family is, is back in the States. That's cold. Mm-hmm. And they'll make, you know, they'll make the they'll make the concession for the officers, but they won't for the, you know, enlisted person. And if you enlisted and if you got your kid, like if you if you got, you can get stationed somewhere and you can get, have your family. You can say, okay, I want my, I want my son back. I did my boot camp. My mom had custody of my kid all this time. Now I got my first duty station. Let's say you're stationed in South Carolina. Where the unit that you're stationed with, they say, okay, you guys are heading out to Iraq, and y'all going to be gone for a year. Well, guess where that baby got to go? Right back to his to your mom's house. So you can have a military house, but and you can bring your baby to your military house. But when when it, as long as you understand, when we call you to leave, you got to take your baby back to your mama's house. 
But and is there any way to like? I mean, is there any way to get like your orders changed or anything? No, no, no. It's the needs <laughs> of the Navy or the needs of the Army. Why y'all laughing? I mean, I'm asking a legitimate question here. That, no, they that, don't change orders, man. No, they don't change no orders, man. I mean, that's if you sign up to be a soldier or you sign up to be a sailor or a Marine, that's your first duty, man. That's how they look at it. Your wife didn't come in a sea bag, so don't don't expect nothing from us when it comes down to talking about doing something for your wife. And the, the only reason time, why... Now, now, the only time that I had to, I came home because of something that happened, it was because of a Red Cross message that came through. And I was, I, they said I can go home or death in the family or yeah. something like that. Now they'll let you go for that. You can, you, and then, but you got to go back after that little uh, and, bereavement period. And the reason why it's like that, y'all, is because if you don't go, somebody else got to go. Yeah. Right. See what I'm saying? So the need doesn't yeah. go away just because you want to be with your kids. Somebody else got to spend time away from their family. Yeah. Hello. So you saying you're, you're, oh, oh, there she's we go. There she go. Oh, she's back. She's back. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, no, you good. Can you do the hard questions first? Because my son is still <laughs> in Alaska. And he's in the Alaska time zone. But, yeah, there's no father in the house. That was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was Darren. His name is Darren. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because no, I would gave him no. some NyQuil. <laughs> no, yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you say your son is in Alaska time zone, zone so yeah. you're not. What's the time? There? What time Alaska? is it over there now? Um, it's four hours behind us. Oh, I man. told y'all. I told y'all. Didn't I say we weren't yeah. gonna ask her about that anymore? Anyway? Yeah, we're not gonna ask about that, Darren. You know, talking about okay. ask her what zip code she in, what, <laughs> what time zone she in. You know, that boy should be in the bed. There ain't no daddy in the house there. You know, but, um... Man, you we, know, we, don't we, the question was that you were supposed to ask. I just heard, please don't ask it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but wow. I, for one, I mean, I joke a lot. And I, and I for one, I, I appreciate the service. <laughs> Clean but, it up. Clean uh, it up. No, no, that's real, man. I mean, being, being a military... Are you still in the military? No, I'm not in the military anymore. Okay, what made you get out? My son. Okay. Um, Which I was one? in from my oldest son. He um. Okay. I was in when nine eleven started. Okay. So I just finished my term and got out. I didn't reenlist. Wait, you reenlisted? No, I said I did not reenlist. Okay. Because of my because I had my son while I was in the army. Did they give you an honorable discharge, or did they give you an administrative uh, discharge because you chose to uh, be with your son? No, I served my term. I just didn't re-enlist. I got an honorable discharge. Okay. I didn't get okay. I didn't get out on the um, discharge when I was pregnant. I finished my term, and I just awesome. didn't re-enlist because of my how long? Term. How long did you do? How long did you serve? I had a six-year tour because of my six the, um, the job. I was six four. Okay. Now where now you, you, your son got two different fathers, right? Mhm. Okay. Are my, either one? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say my first son is by my ex husband, and he's still in the army. Okay. Are you 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 beat him down for child support, right? No, my son is actually with him right now. 
or is he living care. with his father, or is he living? Is he just visiting his father? No, he's actually living with his father. He's getting ready to start his sixth grade year in Alaska. Oh, so why did so did you voluntarily give up custody of your son? I voluntarily notarized saying that I would do it on a trial and error basis. And my son is a straight-A student, and he's very advanced. And as long as he stays that way and his father is treating him right, then I don't mind him having a relationship with his father while he has opportunities. So uh, how does that affect you, though? Yeah, that's what I I mean. How does that... um, Yeah, as a mother, I don't mean... One, um, I love my son. I don't like his father. So... As long as our dislike for each other and our lack of communication doesn't affect my son and they have a completely different relationship, then I just try to deal, you know, with my son. Do you talk to your son and see how he felt about you letting him stay with his father? um, It was, when it happened, it was just a visit for the summer. And then at the end of the summer, they called and asked and I said that I would agree to see, you know, how it would work out. My son is enjoying having, he hasn't had a relationship with his father for 10 years, so this is his first time being with his father and his father being involved. I hate it. I want my son, I want him to be with me, but the unselfish, um, unconditional love that I have for my son tries to allow me to you know, realize it's fifty percent his child, fifty percent my child, and since we're not together, at some point. Can can I just commend you real quick for doing that? No, because, because I don't want to do it. I'm doing it I because know. I think that I'm so I should for my son. And, and Definitely you know, not because I want to. And, and so many make the cho- make the choice not to do it because they put their wants ahead of the. That's right. Ahead of the child, and, and and I just really wanted to commend you for that. For well, it's I mean it's kind of a lot uglier than a few sentences, but it is. I mean, like I said, I I have the ability to separate whatever issues he has or yeah. the things that he does to make it hard. But you know, do you pay child I, support? I, I, no, I don't pay child support. I just, I do whatever my son needs. I just flew to Alaska. I can take him school shopping and get him upgraded electronics. And okay, let me. Can I? And I got to ask you a hard question. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you had to pay child support, and it was based off your salary, and they did it, and he said that you would have to pay the twelve and a half percent of your salary, would your decision be different than just letting him stay with his dad? Um, no, I will pay more than that because my son, one, he's a student at John Hopkins University already, so his programs alone in a month could be $600. So either way, if I pay out of pocket, it's going to be more than whatever the judge decides because I'm going oh, to invest awesome. in my son. How old, is he? How old so, is he? My son is 11. And he at John Hopkins University? They got a yeah, elementary a school? Student. Yeah, he's a student at John Hopkins University. He's in the STEM program. I'm technology engineer and math. Like what? I, yeah, my son is really awesome, and my two-year-old is following in his footsteps. 
Man, y'all, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you you might can't stand him, but you and, and your baby. <laughs> are y'all are lying. <laughs> Eleven, 11 years old at Hopkins. Shoot, man, please. Yeah. yeah. That's he, what's he, up. He you ain't gonna have to worry about no scholarships or nothing. No, I mean, as long as he doesn't go to that. Go, but he has straight A's, which is why I went to hand deliver his gifts. He wanted a Kindle HD Fire camera, something, and $100 oh, yeah. for straight A's. So I went to hand deliver it. That's so, absolutely. You know, that's what I'm used to doing is reward my baby and take him to get his hair cut. And now, is his shopping. daddy officer or something? Because how can y'all afford John Hawking <laughs> University? I can't stand to see the fact that I gotta 
fly across the world to see my son, and it's as easy as you knocking on the door or being cordial with this person right up the street and not having an on-off-again relationship, and you can mm. see your child, but you don't. So it's more of me taking it personal than not, than, I guess, thinking their situation is below my situation. I just don't think it's fair that you have the chance, but you have the freedom to club and jump bears. And mm-hmm. my son is all the way over here, and that's my only focus is to see him and to be a part of his life. That's what's And up. I got to do a lot of extra work to do that. Hey, well, Miss Ma'am, let me let me ask you one one more question. Your son that you got right now, mm-hmm. his father is he a part of his son's life? Is he close by, or you know? Uh, um, his father is close by. Let's see. Um, his father. I'm going to say this real fast, and then I got to move to another question. His father is obsessed with me, and he's a stalker. And oh. he has a. Um, oh. I have sole custody of my son because he can't stand the thought of us not being together. We had a domestic violence issue where he stalks and traps and things. So, oh, okay. You can yeah, cut all that he, right there. See, Darren, yeah. Darren, we can't take you nowhere. No, you know what I mean? You got to ask. You got no, no son. No. You know, we got to no. ask about that son. No. Can we not? No. I mean, that's no. a legitimate no, question. Don't. No, well, we don't. I will say the good thing oh, about it was a domestic this. violence case. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Ma'am. Go ahead. Speak. Speak. No, I didn't. It wasn't like abuse. It was just after. It was a really a stalking situation and a harassment and trying to harm situation. But my two year old is really smart and you know he's doing okay. I don't. I have sole custody of him because of his temporary crazy phase. Mm. So hopefully it's temporary. I pray on it. Yeah. But I mean, well, the reality is that both of your sons have the same mom. So that, I mean, there's a right. commonality there. Yeah. I mean, you would only expect uh-huh. for the two-year-old to be as bright or brighter than the 11-year-old. Because I'm sure yeah. he's going to do some of the same I, thing. Now, are you, are you concerned about their relationship as brothers or... Yeah, that's the only reason, like, the, he has jet lag right now. The only reason I take him with me when I visit is because they're brothers and they're really close. This is my son, not just my time, my first time, but my son's first time not having his brother also since birth. Right. So he's well aware who his brother, his bubby is, and he misses him. And like I said, he's advanced, so he expresses those feelings. I want to see my bubby. I miss my bubby. My bubby lives in the last and I make sure we FaceTime, Skype, set up accounts, whatever we need to do to make right. sure that we still feel as close as we can, even though it's not going to help, not going to work. But in order for them to keep that same connection, plus him know his other siblings on the other side, those are the things that we have to do for now. Yeah, um, thank you for clarifying that. Thank you for saying that, Mr. Amber. Yeah. You know that. And I, I think earlier I heard somebody say they would move to whatever state their children I, I did threaten my ex-husband that I was going to move to Alaska, but I'm trying to be rational because I do have the funds to do it, but I'm trying to... I think it's more logical to stay in a state that is a real state and let my son have that experience with his father and just try to maintain. And you, you, I mean, you know, 
Now, I just wanted to add, you know, a lot of a lot of women, you know, they, I, I think the Army's teaching, or do you think, I'm not going to say what I think, do you think that the Army's training have you to be able to be this strong to say, I am, yes, I'm a mother, yes, I, I can think logically as well as react off of my emotions and, and think what's the, the better situation according to the to the battlefield or the battle plan or whatever because that's how they train us to think uh do you think that uh those teachings from the army uh allowed you to feel this way or do you think that you would have chose this decision even if you wouldn't have had the army training because we definitely don't want to down the military or up the military or get them credit for something that they don't deserve credit for or if you yeah. was raised like that, then we can attribute it to your mom. But if the Army has trained your mind to say, I can separate what's logic and what's my emotion or what I want to really do. So you think, my question is, um, do you think that you would have made that decision without the Army's training? One, That's actually a great question, Darren. Thank you for that. Yeah, Go ahead, it is. For <laughs> one, I would have to say yes, because I'm not going to give the Army that much credit because I have awesome dad taught me how to think. Okay. Man, side from logic and from the heart, like you know, use your heart and your emotions because that's what women do. I was with my dad during my preteen, the teen years, so I learned a lot from my dad. I had the tough love, and then I had the mother where I can go and I can bend some rules, and you know, as she says, come in as soon as it gets dark, and I know I can come in five minutes after it gets dark. With my father. Mm. I know logic. I know that he taught me that nobody's going to put up with as much as family will, so don't try certain things in the street. All of those things my father taught me. The mm. Army enhanced it. I can't say they enhanced it because I actually went through the real-life situation that mm. made me use the knowledge that my father taught me. So. The word. Ooh. And then I'm a Christian, so I have to do the right thing. Okay, okay. Since you're a Christian, you got to get two books, man. Oh, Lord. Darren, please. No. No. Let me cut no. his mic, this man. No. Let me cut his mic. <laughs> Excuse me. No. But what I was going to ask before well, he's talking about pushing his book, you know, um, but some mothers talk about, some military mothers. Yeah, he did say two books, but we'll get to that later. Um, some mothers talk, you know, I hear military mothers talking about how they miss their child's graduation or prom, and your son being 11, I mean, you might miss the boy's college graduation next year on the path that he's on. But, I mean, was there any, have you, was there any milestones, major milestones that you, that you missed um, while you were away or in separate states or while you were deployed or anything? Um, this year, I missed his birthday. I missed him. Mm. I wasn't there physically for his birthday. He was in Georgia, and they were getting orders for Alaska at that time, I believe. So we missed a good period of time because of miscommunication and, you know, some spitefulness, blah. But um, I don't. As far as milestones, I'm not going to miss anything. I can't. I don't like saying that because. You know, everybody else isn't as fortunate, so I don't like to feel like I'm bragging, but I'm not going to miss anything. The one thing that I was worried about with him moving to Alaska is fifth grade, graduating to middle school. But 
I didn't miss that because in the last uh, sixth grade in elementary school. But I'm not going to miss any of my son's milestones. I will get on a plane and get a ticket. Anything there is a milestone. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to let another woman and his father spend any milestones that's going to be stuck in his memory bank without me. Now, uh, can I ask one more question? Yeah. One more, Darren. This is the last one. One more. One more. One more. So, if if your fa- if his father, wait, is, is he with another woman already, or yeah, is he's he married. Just... He's re- no, he's remarried. Okay, so since he's remarried, if your son begin to call his wife mom, how would that affect you? And your, uh, how do you think that would affect you if you hear your son call his father's wife mom? Okay, that's I have two answers: the logical answer and then the mom answer. Okay. The mom answer is that's BS. But <laughs> then I, and then I'm gonna leave it at that. And um, the answer that I use is my son already called her mom. I never asked him. Anything about it when I heard, I asked for his father and his stepmother, and I asked whose idea was for my son to call her mom. Mm. So, you know, I think the bottom line was they said that it was my son's idea. So I waited another day and I thought about it. Like, you know, the son that I know is real close to his mom, which is me. Would my son do that? And I was like, okay, maybe because. Two of her girls in the household, my son wants to feel comfortable sitting in, and he doesn't want to be at the mall when everybody is saying, Mom, Mom, and he's saying, Hey, stepmom, or Hey, such and such. Right. So I looked at it from his point of view, and like I said, that unconditional thing kicked in again, and whatever he decides is comfortable for him, if that's what he wants to do. I'm his mother, so she can't take that away from me. He can call her whatever he wants. He can call her grandma if he wants, but it's still not his grandmother. Right. So call her, call her mom if it helps you fit in and makes you feel like a family and not like an outsider. Do whatever makes you feel comfortable because that's my baby. Right. But as far as her title, all that is is a word for her. For me, it's my title. Amen. Well, I got one more question, Miss Ma'am, and I, you, you really shared more than enough. I appreciate this, um, because this is the, the married men don't talk show, not women. So, but uh, I, I've allowed you a lot of liberty. But I have one more, and if I may, I'm gonna throw you a monkey wrench. And what it is is like a, yeah, something you got a duck or something. I don't even know what a monkey wrench. How we explain it here, but it's kind of a re- a weird question. But it's a twist. It's a, it's a twist, yeah. Thank you, P-Town. But here's the here's my monkey wrench. Now, you said that you were divorced, correct? Correct. Is it hard for a military mom, a military woman, you know, to put the life of combat behind you and to become a loving wife? I mean, what? And really, what I'm asking is that: How does it being in the military affect your marriage? Um, I was a man, I think. That's how. I I didn't it was nothing that he could do for me that I couldn't and wouldn't do for myself. I would get under the car and get dirty and like I didn't let him have his role and I didn't let him have his place 
and I probably didn't let him feel like a man. Like, I'm a Wow. So at that time, it was like, okay, well, you're not moving fast enough. I do it myself. I drink black coffee. I have this baby. I go to work. I, you know, breastfeed. I mop the floors, and I work on the car. And that's probably one of the things for me, being young, being married to my son's father, they probably broke him back. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I was a man. I will say that. Yeah, because, I mean, being in the military, I mean, they they beat out, you know, through, I think somebody said through training and war training and combat mm-hmm. routine. Right. I mean, they beat out the stuff that you're supposed to be as a, as a, as a nurturing mother and a wife. You know, patience, right. love, gentleness, kindness. I'm sorry, you know, go ahead. Because with my situation with my youngest son, it's like, you know, a lot of people, without getting too deep into it, a lot of people were scared for me, but for me... I guess kind of crazy, but when I would think about him coming to do something to me, I just was, like, kind of snicker, like, I can do two things to you during your rage moment, and unless you shoot me, like, you can't do anything about it. And, like, I try not to think. It's the things that you're taught in the military, self-defense and your reflexes. Like, I try try to be a regular human now. Wow. Because there's, there's certain things that you can turn on that flip mode. Like, like it's funny, you know, you're trying to intimidate me, but you really don't understand what I can do. So I'm going to try to turn that off, and I'm just going to act regular, and I'm going to try to shriek or something. But just really don't try to hurt me or anything because I'm going to hurt you. Get handled. But, that's, yeah. <laughs> It's all about wow. putting the switch on and off. Are you still military-minded right now, or are you a civilian? And Mm-mm. now I'm learning how to be a civilian woman. Wow. And hopefully a loving and gentle and patient uh, yeah, I wife. Learned, I learned Are you remarried that. or, you know, getting married I, I or anything think, like that? I think because of the married men don't talk show, I think I'm on the verge of that path. And I don't know how I feel about that. but Well, I'm glad yeah. I was able to help you. <laughs> <laughs> you can send, you can send a, a, a thank you note or a paycheck uh, to yeah. Ike. Yeah. I knew I knew it I knew it was in you. I knew it was in you. I had no doubt. A lot, a lot of truth. A lot of yes, yes, yes. We're here for you. Yes, we're, we're, we're actually here every Tuesday. So you know, give check our website out, householdstress.com. But thank you for sharing. And again, this is the Married Men on Talk Show. I have to get. Oh, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, somebody, somebody's, uh, somebody making noise in the background. Yeah, I got it. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, I mean, um, I I, I, I admire your honesty um, as far as understanding, you know, why your uh, first marriage uh, didn't work. The question is, had you gotten married later and understanding, you know, um, allowing a man being a man, do you think you're... Your, your your first marriage would have uh, lasted longer, or you would still be married even now. Or were there other um, things that contributed to it? To the divorce. Um, other things. You know, outside of you know, you want you you, you said you made a comment that you were a man, so you mm-hmm. didn't, he he didn't have the opportunity to 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 be the head or the lead because if he wasn't moving fast enough, you just would jump in and do it. That was your thinking at that at that time, but with experience 
and of course your Christian walk now and understanding how a marriage Uh-oh. should work. Oh, oh, she got to to the baby. Go, go Uh-oh. ahead, Miss Ma'am. Go ahead, Miss. Yeah, go take care of that. Yeah, that's going to take precedence over what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, that's I right. just muted, muted somebody with the, um, but um, I'm going to have to close this. We only got thirty, man, thirty-two minutes left. Um, how am I going to close this after all of that? Um, yeah, let me play a good. clip. I want to get back to that. Was good. Um, that was, yeah, that was awesome. Let me play a clip. Let me get back to this. Let me get this thing back on track. This is seven seconds. So. Can this set up with the woman? We, we didn't hear it. We didn't hear it. You didn't hear it? No. Nope. You didn't hear it? No. No. Nope. I play it again. Well, basically, I'm sorry you didn't hear it, but basically, she was saying that this setup can actually make a woman a better mother, not being in the space of the children. Um, being a non-custodial mother can actually make a woman a better mother. Do you agree with her or disagree with her? With her new kid. How can she say she's a better mother? She's no, with her. Mother. Honestly, Mike, now think about it. With her think new about kids. It. With, with her new kids, not with the well, ones that she abandoned. Did about new kids? Huh? No, she did not. She don't. She talking about. She only got three kids, and they're older. They live with her she, father. The father. She divorced. When she said a better mother, now, now that's now if she if she talking about not having no more kids, because uh, I can see where it can work twofold. If she if it makes her a better mother because she can see what her mistakes were, and not going to make them again, then I can see how that would be true. If she's saying it because it makes her a better mother because she don't have the responsibility, then in her mind that could be true because she don't have no she she won't have anything to foul them up on. You see what I'm saying? So if she has some dirt or or some some things that she didn't raise them properly on, then or if she if the kids turn out to be rotten, and she can say, hey, I didn't have anything to do with that. I'm a perfect mother. So she can really be a hands-off mother and be as perfect in her mind as, as anything. Yeah, and with all of our technological advances, she says that she communicates with you know all the time with her friends via Skype. I mean, via, via kids or Skype text, instant messaging, etc. So, is it possible that these non-custodial mothers could actually be communicating more than a mother who's in the home? Man, they friends, communication, you know, all the time. So, I mean, they they take, they possible? assume the role. They assume the role as a friend because now it makes them the best mother. Because now I'm my child's friend, I don't have to discipline them. I can talk to them. They can tell me anything, and they and I can't beat them down over the head for them. I can't really tell them. I can suggest stuff, but I don't really care if they do it or not because I don't have to be there to see it. Yep. That, that's what I, I I go through a lot of that right now with my kids and they mom. She's just like, oh, well, you know, well, if you think you're going to have sex, then, you know, just wear a condom. And um, if you, if, but you, you know, do, I mean, what did your dad say? First, first, the first question she asked them is, well, what did your dad tell you? And then she tries her best, in my opinion, she tries her best to go the exact opposite 
of what they tell her I told them. And, is it, and, is and it I'm sexy? telling them, I tell them, hey, sex is for grown and married people, according to the word, da-da-da-da-da. Well, Dad, did you do it? No, and I'm in the trouble. That's why I got y'all here. I tell them, <laughs> I tell them what's going on. But then if she tell them, if, if she talked to him, it's like, well, you know, you got to test the field before you get the whole cow. You know, it's that kind of advice that she gives me. And then they, they got, ooh, well, I like mom advice, so I'm going to go with that one. But isn't technology just as good as being there in person? I mean, does a mother no. need physical contact no. with her children? Yes. How's she going to go to events? That's the, I mean, you got to think about stuff that kids remember. All right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and the lady mentioned even, that. She mentioned that. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Social media is just like, okay, that's that's what I do with my friends. I tell my daughter all the time, I ain't your, I'm your father first. You know, we may have friend moments, but dad gonna come out a lot more frequently than than your friend. That's right. <laughs> so you know, I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna, you know. I remember a few times when she got a phone, she thought it was cute to be upstairs in her room, and I'm in the basement, and I'm calling her, and she texts me like, "What do you want?" I went up in her room. She thought it was a hurricane going on because I was just like, look, I ain't one of your friends. If I call you, you need to be coming in my direction. That's right. So that, 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 that kind of stuff, you can't do social media. You can't do that on Facebook. I can't lay my daughter out on Facebook. I can't go to her <laughs> on Facebook. I'm sorry. You know, I can't go to her award ceremony on Facebook. You know, I can't go to her graduation on Facebook. You know, I can't, you know, I can't. You know, I can't, you know, um, you know, when her prom day comes, I can't look at him in a way that I need him to understand that I'm That's here right. and she need to come home the way she left. That's she right. can't do that on Facebook. So it's just, you know, I, I, I mean, for a lot of parents, it's like, okay, it's a distance thing. It may be good, and if used the right way, it's okay, but it definitely cannot replace that. Mike, let me drop a monkey. Man, I I I I just threw it out back at you though, because that that ain't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make it a little more complicated for you, Mike. And um, <laughs> this is another clip, but this this right. is about thirty seconds, fellas. Okay. Hey, but I'm complicating matters further. Talia's youngest child, Eric, has Down syndrome. Their longest time apart was more than two years. Kisses with mom. Well, a computer will have to do. Have a special needs child. Did it make you think that you owed it to him to be there for him? Eric's the kind of child that connects to whoever he's around. It sounds strange to say this from his mother, but people are kind of interchangeable to him. And I could tell from how he is that he will have uh, a wonderful life. What do you all think about that? Got a special Man, needs child. Jeez. I knew it was something else. Because they don't, they just ain't going to leave without no problems, man. Oh, she, man, yeah. she just rolled with the easier option. And exactly what my, my daughter did with my grandson, he's special needs. And it was because of her that he all jacked up. Like, well, I ain't going to say jacked up, but it's because of her that he is like he is. And she don't even want to admit that. So it's like, you said you it's know, your daughter? Like, yeah, yeah, my no. wife's daughter. Well, yeah, wife's well, daughter. yeah, well, yeah. So you know she, my grandson. Yeah. yeah, so she's signed over her parental rights to y'all. No, we no. She gave us 
temporary custody while she it started out with temporary custody that's how you get you know how when a man want to move in a woman's house you first put them shoes in there first Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it, it was like that with us, you know. Well, first we started watching them on the weekend, and then the weekends turned into, okay, I'm gonna bring you back Sunday night, but it ends up turning into a, a month. And then we was like, wait a minute, we only had them. We supposed to have them for a weekend. Now we want to be grandparents, but you know, when you say a weekend, that's two days, not thirty. You know, so it started out like that, and then it kind of it kept getting longer and longer and longer as he as she realized that he had. He had to go to the doctor all the time. He had he was asthmatic. He had six toes and six fingers on one side, and he had to get surgeries to get that cut off. He had to go. Uh, he got eczema. I mean, it was just problem after problem after problem, and it was so much responsibility. That it was really cramping her style. Mm. You know, it, it, and she just kind of just like kind of. Will you take him to the doctor? You know, and then she smoked and make his Adams uh, his asthma worse. And by the time he come over there to us, we got to take him to the doctor. You know, we mm. had to wash his clothes all again because all his clothes smelled like straight nicotine, and that was just making him more sick. He was colic. That didn't make it. That didn't make it work any better. You know, and it was just. And then we find out he had several palsy. Then that's when she was like, "Whatever, I'm out of here." Mm. But do y'all think the emotions are the same or different when a child is abandoned by their mother versus their father? Think the emotions that a child experiences are the same or different when they're abandoned by their mother versus their father? It's different. I I think it's way different. Because... Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. No, I, I think it's different because you know the the, the mother gives them that nurturing, um, that 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 you know unconditional love, and father gives them that discipline and structure, and the two together would make the, a whole person. So when that's one right. person is not there, that's where that lack is going to be. So if mom is not there, they don't get that nurturing support. I mean that nurturing love thing, and if dad's not there, they don't get that structure discipline thing. So That's you know, right. um, you know, it, it, it's different because they offer two different things, but both of them together would make a whole person. And, um, and, and well, me, go ahead, go ahead. I, I want to throw that back at you, Mike. And okay. Ask you, and maybe just a monkey wrench, maybe not. But okay, should a mother love her children more than she loves herself? I mean, should a mother put care for herself ahead of care for her children? Yes. Yes, yes because, uh, I mean, it, her well-being is really important. And, I mean, so many times as parents, we sacrifice so much that, you know, it's easy for us to kind of fall into that. And then we got to kind of pull ourselves back and say, wait a minute, what am I doing? Because if I keep going the way that I'm going, I can't be here to be this person, you know. That's right. Uh, right. Parent, or be in the capacity to to do the things that I need to be able to do. So yeah, I mean, some women fall into that. Some men even fall into that, where you know they think more of their children than they think of themselves. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to think the you know one, you're in for the long haul. You want to see your kids not only graduate, you want to see them get married, you want grandkids, you want to go the, the the full gamut. And in order for you to do that, you got to take care of yourself. First, thoughts with you. 
That's right. You know, and it's just like, you know, and, and your, your kids see that, and they do the same thing. They say, wow, i got to take care of myself. That's where that comes from. There's so many lessons that come from what they see their parents do from how they treat their, their, you know, their mom to how they take care of themselves to, you know, their walk with Christ, their relationship. They may not understand it because there was a lot of things that I didn't understand as a kid. You know, when mom used to go and pray and grandma used to go and pray, I'm like, oh, man, here they go again. I can't talk for the next 30, 45 minutes, hour, two hours, whatever, you know. But it was also one of those things, too, once I started developing my relationship, I understood why. You know, I know what it's like to, to, to be in a marriage for more than 40, 40 years because my parents have been married more than 40 years. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's just things that, you know, you see, you start to mimic because you see it. And just like it's good things that I see, there's also bad things that I see, you know. So, you know, it, 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 all of that's important as part of that upbringing, and you can't take it for granted, and you also can't, you, you can't be so naive to think that your kids don't see it. And I think that's what Darren's concern is because, you know, he's establishing structure and order, and the mom is doing everything she can to, you know, to win the kids over. Right. And if that means, you know, tearing up his structure and order, well, so be it. And that's not healthy for the kid. And if she really loved her kid, she would do what's in the best interest of the kid, not what's gonna make make her get off, off you know, all out of this guilt trip that she's having by, you know, putting the focus on something else. And not Look, not, not, not doing something that's gonna piss me off. Exactly. Just, you, you know, know, it's just like, well yeah, he 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 done moved on or, you know, he done remarried, but that don't mean that I still can't match with him. Right. You know, that that's that's just a childish mentality. Because you're not looking at what's in the best interest of your children. Because when these these kids are grown and on their own, it's like, what can she say she's done to, you know, if they come out great, what can she say she's done to to, to contribute to that? Yeah, to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. When yeah. all she's done is go against the structure, you know, and is, you know, I always say the best revenge is, you know, coming out the opposite. And Darren's kids, they're going to come out the opposite because that structure is there. It's evident. It's there. Whether they want to acknowledge it or not, it's there. They know the difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But, again, as long as they can play it because that's what kids do, they're going to play it <laughs> to their advantage. But at the that's end right. of the day, just like my man said, hey, man, that ain't going to happen in my house. You know, you can say whatever you want to say. You know, your mom can say whatever she want to say. When you come in this house, this is how it's gonna be. Period. But I, I'm just so, saying for that for that fact when it when even when you have that structure and when you say mm-hmm. that, that yeah. builds up so much uh, content between that parent and that child because at that time that child feels like oh he's but when the they, mean but one. Darren, but when they get older and they start to understand it for themselves. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I'm just talking about at the moment, yeah. and they oh, cause yeah. it's, it's cause a lot of resistance. Dude, it is not going to be comfortable, man. Right? It is yeah, not it, it just caused so much. It's just oh, so yeah. much resistance between. Oh, yeah. You know, all that time it's just resistant, mm-hmm. resistant, resistant. Wall, yep. wall, wall. I'm gonna be rebellious, yep. rebellious, rebellious. rebellious just, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the, you, you know, know the fight? The fight is going to be worth it, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be close. they're gonna be great kids, man. They're gonna be great kids. Yeah, as, as we get close to shutdown time here, um, 
even a young lady that had on that was speaking about her situation. They appear right. to have made their decision their decision based on the welfare of the child. No, right. and what watch this? What could be more selfless and maternal by giving up? You know, the most important thing is the happiness and the well-being of the children. And they made choices based on what their children need and what each parent could provide for them. But here's the question, fellas. If we were to truly value parents, parents equally, then shouldn't we be more accepting of mothers who make this choice? Mothers making what? Make this choice to be non-custodial. We talked about in the first hour that it's, you know, it's taboo and all this other stuff. But if we if we value parents, talking about mama and dad, if we value them equally as parents, shouldn't we as a society be more accepting of mothers to make this decision? Well, well, one you got to look at how is that in the best interest of a child, unless they say, okay, well, this marriage is not working. I'm going to go over here, but I'm still going to have fulfill my obligations of being a parent to this child. That's one scenario. The other scenario is when this mother says, you know what, I got to get myself together, so I got to go over here and do what I do, and, you know, I, you know, I'll, you know, basically lead these kids. It's not any different than a man doing that. There's going to create a void. When that void is created, it's going to act out in some form or fashion, you know, as this kid grows up. Okay, and I think the, the 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 problem is not acknowledging, you know, when you have a child, it takes a man and a woman to make a child, and God said it takes a man and a woman to raise that child. Now, I understand divorce. I understand those things that happen, being unequal yoke, you making bad decisions. You're young. You're thinking it's supposed to be one way, and it and it's really not. I understand all of that, but at the end of the day you still are responsible for that child. That's what's lacking to me. And I think, you know, if a, if, a, if a mother or even a father, I don't look at it any different. Society may look at it different, but I don't look at it any different. You well, are abandoning your let me, responsibility. Let me, yeah, let Period. me ask you this, Mike. Let me ask you this. What, what do you think God will have to say to these mothers? Do you think Stay it's with your godly man. I mean, but do you think it's going to be different than what he'll say to fathers that chose the non-custodial route? No, God wouldn't. Con- God is not going to agree to non-custodial. Period. So nope. if you if you're going to say what God's going to say, then he will say stay together and stay married and raise them exactly. children together. But so yeah. so but but we know that ain't the case. You know, right. you right. got a lot of pride in here. You got a lot of, you know, people that want to assume roles and responsibilities where they don't supposed to be. You got a lot of people that want extra women on the side or extra men right. on the side. So you got a lot of uh, uh, conditions in there that God don't have nothing to do with. So mm-hmm. as far as custodial, both of y'all made them, both of y'all raised both them. Y'all made them. Yep. That, that, that's God. So, mm-hmm. but, but we're not talking about God. When people make decisions like they're making to say, okay, we're breaking up because I don't like you. We're breaking mm-hmm. up because I I can't stand the way you you eat or you cheated on me or you know that's not even God. He's going to get back with his ex-wife 
which is Jerusalem. You don't move in your new house and call one of your rooms your ex-wife's name. But why is God calling the new Jerusalem heaven? Right. So so he's going to get back, even though Jerusalem cheated on him all those years and decades and centuries. He made it plain that me and her going to reconcile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not saying that that's what we should do, but that's God's ultimate goal. Right. Yeah. So he don't even want it to be like that. Mm-hmm. And and was any is anybody still on that was raised by a single mom? Any of you guys? I definitely was. I was raised by a single mother. I want to play a clip. Yeah. See if you can relate to this, Darren. Only five seconds. If it was up to me, you would be with me. Sort of like Daddy Jefferson. Do you think that you would have been better off, Darren, if you were raised by your father instead of your mother? Um... I think my my mom she raised me uh, up until uh, up until she married my stepdad and when but as far as my my biological father he was not there until later 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 on but you know by her raising me the way she did um I still had to detach from her raising because it wasn't 100% correct either cuz she was raising me from a uh, a woman with a grudge against you know what I'm saying she was raising me according to how she was raised as men treated her you know so it was like your daddy ain't SHIT you know or you know it, it was all kind of animosity towards men that were foul she had a boyfriend that you know that beat her on her and I seen that and but it really took God to uh, when I moved away from that situation I had to make a decision to follow something more positive. So it doesn't matter how the single mom raised the child. It matters where the child goes after the child is raised. Because if she got beat on, if she got beat on, then I could even say, well, hey, I guess that's how you make women mind. You just beat them beside the head. It worked for my mom. It'll work for me. You know, I, I can't go that route. Get myself in some trouble. You go. That's called a color purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we we really have to detach ourselves into how we was raising all together, you know, um, especially if it was wrong, and determine what's going to work for our own house and what's going to work for our life, because God is the only one that got the right way to raise a child, a right way to be a husband and a wife. And the right way to be a Christian. He he has those answers. My mom didn't have those answers. I had to go search for those. Yeah, and that was actually the final question. Glad you brought up God, because the last three hours we've been talking about abandonment. This mm-hmm. is the final question. So we live in a world where fathers and mothers, fortunately, that you. But does God ever leave his children? Will, will, will God ever abandon us? Oh, no. Nope. No, no, sir. Like I no, said, no, he no, going no, back. sir. That's, that's why I say he going back to get his ex-wife. He's going back to get Jerusalem, and he's going to he, he's gonna call her New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I would never, ever call one of my rooms in this house my ex-wife's name. But that's the kind of God he is. Right. 
No, he didn't ask. He didn't tell us to go back to our ex-wife and hey, yeah, I know you're married again, but move the ex one in here too. No, he 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 ain't gonna tell us to do that. <laughs> you know? So yeah, but he never gave up. He he still hasn't gave up on the Jews, and they ain't gonna believe in him until he come back personally. Yeah. Well, that's the final question, fellas. We got five minutes. Less than five minutes, and that's. Just enough time for the conclusion. A little bit of open mic, but um, your favorite part, fellas, conclusion. It is parenthood that is sacred, not motherhood specifically. And children should be cared for by the parent that can do it best. Any parent that gives up custody of their children, whether they be a man or a woman, will be judged accordingly. But their gender really has nothing to do with it. Sometimes there are circumstances that make this decision necessary, but it's on a case-by-case basis. Talia has lived apart from her children for five years now. We checked in with Serena just last week. She is 13 years old now and says adjusting to life without mom has become easier. Our relationship is really a lot closer than it was before. We talked about, like, relationship problems and, you know, what's going on in the girl's body and, you know, all that all that stuff. On the last day of eighth grade, he's going to ask her out because that's the first day. And I just, you know, I really love my mom a lot. But Serena's vision of her future life as a mother? As a mom, I never want to be apart from my children. I want to make that perfect family that, that she was never able to do. I, I want that really badly now. That concludes our show for the evening, fellas. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show brought to you by Household Stress. We hope that you enjoyed this show. You can join us again next Tuesday, and next Tuesday's topic will be... I didn't sign up for this. For more information, please feel free to visit our website, householdstress.com. And also download our free household stress app from the Google Play Store for your droid smartphones.